Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Hello and welcome to season two, episode seven of Les Odrens. I'm Dan and I'm struggling to remain straight faced. Because we're so uh, hilarious, aren't we, in the studio? Uh, it's it so much fun. And I am joined, as always, by James, Ben, and Fliss. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> It's. It doesn't make any sense if people have to hear you giggling like an idiot. Like I know. From let's the just get-go. say that we, we, there was there was bounce and filth, and now it's this. And now let's behave. Just say that. Exactly. Now yeah. behave. Yeah, we're never filthy minded or or, or never, like uh, never. Okay, so why don't we uh, why don't we try and pretend we are professional? Well, I say professionals. No one's paying us, so who gives a shit, right? But. We are at least uh, attempting to put out a professional product here. So, just to correct let's... that, our patrons are paying us now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I stand corrected. And I, we love them and thank them for I, that. I, 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 Said I the man in the corrected. orthopedic shoes. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, yeah. So, let's get started. Um, first off, uh, a number of people. I say a number of people. Nobody got in touch. You know when, like, uh, uh, YouTubers do that. Hey, guys, a number of you have been asking me about my beauty routine. Nobody's been asking about your fucking beauty routine. (laughs) But anyway, a number of you have been asking us about uh, the zoo perfume review we did last week, which we all really enjoyed doing. Um, And uh, Christophe Laudemiel himself has been hitting up our Instagram and chatting about it. What's he been saying, Fliss? Well, he's just been liking everything that everyone's been saying, to be honest. He's obviously mm. just reading all the comments and just being like, yeah, dudes like this. Basically, what happened was um, lovely Brooke um, at St. Cellier has released a edit, a Les Odorants edit. So if you want to go to her website in order to purchase anything from the zoo, because th- that's she's a supplier in the UK and also elsewhere, I mm. believe. Um, there is also a way of purchasing a group of samples that we like. We we mentioned the most, we like the best. Mm. And um, yeah, so I, I put she a little- actually edited the podcast episode because I'll be honest, every, every time Ben churns out an edit that sounds reasonable, I go, fucking hell, that's amazing. Because we just spent like six hours talking absolute bullshit and then ben seems to somehow edit it into at least a semi-coherent kind of episode well yes there's that and she has uh, definitely edited her samples into a coherent number that we like which i think is fantastic boom wow wow i know segue that motherfucker love i just thought that was just such a lovely thing to do and just so we're not there's no money changing hands this is not like a paid thing we're not shilling if anybody's shilling, listening, we're not but shilling. We will do that for a small, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. available for shilling. I think the point. I think the point is right. If it's a certain brand that we don't have a relationship with, or it's like a big brand or whatever, then yeah, they they. I mean, you know, whether or not we get free shit or not, that's whatever. But when it's somebody like a Brook or like a, a small indie perfumer or something, do you really think that we're going to ask for free shit or like expect free shit? Of course we're not, right? And it's it's like a mutually beneficial like thing and it's and it's just like on a friendship kind of like basis that we would do it for that person anyway and we don't expect that shit. Hmm. So that's the kind of the differentiate the, 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 and, you know, uh, and, and, the and I'm really happy 
to promote uh, Saint Cellier as a as a website and as a purveyor of perfumes, definitely on my Insta and certainly on this uh, pod- podcast, because Brooks. Customer care is excellent. Absolutely. And her taste is also exquisite. Yeah. Yeah. She sells beautiful things and she sells them to you beautifully. And, so and, well and done, she, her. Yeah. I mean, and she's part of the whole kind of online, uh, I hate the word, but community, you know. Mm. Um, so it, it, I sort of feel like absolutely fine doing that. Although I think there is potentially an episode in the... Um, in this whole concept of shilling and it seems to me that people get particularly bent out of shape about um shilling in the perfume community i don't think any other sort of uh you know collection what, what would, industry whatever niche segment uh, I don't think anyone else gets anywhere near as bent out of fucking shape about this nonsense Mm-mm. um and uh I don't know. This seems to just be this. I think it's something to do with the fact that the perfume is um, considered by many uh, to be an art, and therefore gets held to these very sort of puritanical kind of um, uh, standards. Um, but to a lot of people, obviously, it's a commercial venture and a business. And and you know, the reality is, it has to be both of those things, mm-hmm. and they can coexist. But I do think there's probably a bit of an episode in there. Um, or maybe we've just covered it right there and then. I, I, I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, I mean, people that get upset about it, it's like, I don't think you understand how media has ever worked because mm. that's how it was. Like, you know, that's how it's worked for eternity. And the other thing I always think is just because you get something for free doesn't immediately make... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are a, a, a lot of, especially on YouTube, there are a lot of YouTubers who are sort of like you know the quote unquote shills do you know what i mean mm. they'll just you just say something's brilliant because they get it for free or whatever but there i think there are an equal number of you know people out there that that, that get stuff for free and say their honest thoughts on it you know and i i've always held to the idea that most brands don't give a shit what you actually say about their product they just want you talking about it mm. so you know I, I i can sit there and tell people oh yeah i got this for free and it's a piece of shit and i don't like it but you might and there's nothing really necessarily wrong with that, is there? I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I think I, it was. I think it was I interesting agree. when we did the strange love that um, they got back to us because we had really divergent, quite you know, opposing thoughts about all of that whole range, and they loved it. They loved the fact that we were really honest about mm. it, and I think that there's there's a yeah, I mean, I don't want to say there's a charm about it, but it's more than a charm, isn't it? There's there's a there's an integrity about being honest. If you don't like something, just saying I don't like it. Mm, I wouldn't yeah. I don't think I ever need to say that I love something if I don't. No, unless you're paying I, I, a million I, pounds. I just I just think there is I, I think there is a weirdly um a kind of extreme element of the way people see the perfume world mm-hmm. with this idea that that you know uh and anybody who receives anything for free is automatically tainted and their opinion can't be trusted and so mm. sure i mean maybe if you were giving me like a fucking a hundred thousand pound sports car right, then maybe I would have to think very, very carefully about how I reviewed it because, you know, probably I want the £100,000 
sports car to fucking stay with me. If we're talking about a 50 quid bottle of fucking smelly water, uh, you know, to add to my collection of 200 bottles of fucking smelly water. <laughs> Does it really... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, uh, I think you give people too much credit as well. I think a lot of people are just bitter about other people getting free shit and they just don't like that. And There's that. There's you know, definitely that's, that. That's pretty pervasive. Uh, there's definitely that and i'm bitter i'm better that i don't get enough free shit that's that's how i see the world um right uh james did you interact with uh christoph at all on the uh zoo stuff uh no <laughs> no no but was it I, just no. me do you think i might be his favorite uh <laughs> i mean that's not not even in question is it like you know uh, you're everyone's you're favorite, everyone's favorite. apart from mine apart from mine <laughs> I, I, I i hate you and james is my favorite so there you go, oh, there you go. well oh. do you know what would be really funny is if christoph Lordmill actually um finally replied to your email about your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your figure cord yeah that would be handy wouldn't it that, I, do yeah. you know what I'd, uh, I'd like that more but um Hey, it's probably not going hey to, James. I know it's. I know it's been a, a few what months? Years. <laughs> I know. It's, hey, hey, James. I know it's been a couple of years, but I finally got round to reviewing your fig formula. Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I might even and, release my own and call it Fig My Ass. <laughs> <laughs> fig My Ass. Yeah, I, 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 I do like that's got some terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Potential, yeah, that, so. that's going to get yeah, anyway. very, very twisted. You could do a collab with Nasamato. They could do a really oh, lovely cat these days. <laughs> um, oh, about the Nasamato, I read an absolutely uh, brilliant uh, review. Um, I, I can't even remember. It's by someone who just writes these like random Facebook reviews. Someone sent it to me uh, via Instagram. Um, I can't remember what the, the chap's called. I'm going to have to look it up, but... Um, one of the points he made about it was that, um, but what Nasamato had done was was almost kind of trivialise um, and sensationalise uh, BDSM, where actually, for a lot of people who are involved in that scene, it's it, it, it's a necessity. It's a fucking enabler for their lives. You know, it, mm. it, it's it's an important or essential outlet. And trivialising it in that way, and, and kind of almost co-opting it for commercial gain without actually being part of the scene, feels incredibly cynical. And That's I think I think there's a, a lot of yeah, mm. I think there's a lot of truth in that. And and um, the other thing with it as well is it's always been a problem, and it's always uh, like uh, mis misrepresented mm-hmm. as well, and it's. You know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say anyone. I've never been part of the scene, if you like. But mm. there was a period in my life where I was quite into it, and um, it, the, there was a big problem. Not a big problem, but you couldn't. You you felt you could never tell anyone because of the way it's represented in you know popular culture and mm-hmm. the media and such. Um, when in reality, it was never at all like that. For mm. you know, at least not from my experience. These brands, eh, with their pretty, with their kink different. appropriation. It's uh, yeah. out of order, yeah. isn't it? Hey? hey, exactly, exactly. Appropriating Ben's kinks. Um, <laughs> uh, right, let's, okay. Let's move on quickly. Yeah, let, let's move swiftly on. Well, well, Ben, you're up at the stump anyway, so tell us what perfume you've been wearing. Oh, Jesus. I mean, this this is worth... Actually, I feel, I, would, I feel less embarrassed about talking about my kinks than what I've been wearing because oh I'm going to say this through cringe teeth. Do you know what I'm wearing today and I've been wearing it almost all week? Is it Bleu de Chanel? It's not. It's worse than that, I think. Mm. What? 
Yeah, it's, for you? it's old. It's old Bobby Mansera. <gasps> What? Uh, Bobby Mansera? Yeah, you know. Ceddy B. Ceddy B. Cedric Bois. I've been wearing that. Intense or the original? Just the original. What the um, fuck is wrong with you? I don't, it's, it's that good. is a ghastly perfume. Do you think? I like it. Oh, no, it's awful. It's but like. It is horrible, isn't it? There isn't a Mansera that I've ever smelled that I like. You know, I said I've never really smelled a tuberose that I dislike. I've never mm. smelled a Mansera that I do like. And. I remember saying a while ago, why is Mansera? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I still hold to that. It's a, I really it's do. A profound, <laughs> it's a profound sort of like chasm of an answer. It's like just yeah. a, an empty space. Why? Why is Well, this? I mean, for, for those that are not aware, I mean, surely everyone is, but it, it, it's essentially like a, a kind of hyper-neon Aventus yeah. clone, isn't it? With it's, a lot of vanilla. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot a lot of sweetness, sickly sweetness in the bottom and the fruit just lasts forever. Like, like it's quite incredible feat of making a citrus last so, 24 hours. So um, after I've asked this question, right, mm. you can punch me. And if you and <laughs> no, if you and, you're and like if, four times the size of me, I'm not sure, but if you know just the bite answer, his knees, you, it's fine. If you know the answer, you can probably punch yourself too. But is it pre-reformulation with the screw top? Oh, Um, oh, it is. It's the screw top. Yes, of course, darling. Uh. (laughs) That look of utter contempt from James. The noise. The noise of contempt. I mean, Ben, Uh. Ben, for a start. To to make that slightly better, um, I got it from uh, the old... The chap from the Facebook group that used to get cheap Mancera's back in the day. Um, Oh, yeah. The one. Uh, Yeah, the Eastern European guy who showed up with... Box of fucking Mansera and then fucked off again. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ben, you were you were talking about your uh, your BDSM. Let's talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I I mean, if that's not fucking self flagellation, I don't know what is. Wearing that absolute. <laughs> I was going to say you can, you can tie me up like, and gag me. I'm still not putting that shit oh, on anywhere no, near it's me. Fucking terrible, man. And, it, and it's All like, right, it, presumably. Sorry, go on. No, no, go on. No, go no. On. I'm well, just. Pres- I'm, pres- presumably, you're like a Ventus, right? Uh, I sold my bottle this week, but yeah. Funnily oh. enough, I well, yeah. I bought oh. one. No, well, I bought one and sold it. Um, you sold the same because, bottle, yeah. Oh, fucking hell! But yeah, hi, I'm I'm Dan. Uh, have you met me? No, I know um, that you do that, but it's yeah, it's yeah. So so I I bought a bottle of uh, Aventus batch sixteen H eleven off uh, Rich Mitch. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. So Rich Mitch now has, uh, uh, we have each other's, uh, phone numbers and we've been sending various WhatsApps about, uh, uh, perfume, which is quite cool. Um, but, uh, or also hello, Rich, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought this bottle of Aventus and then I had, like, I also bought another Aventus clone, which is the Live es- Essencia, which is very nice. And then I was thinking, oh, hang on a minute, I actually wear Aventus like maybe twice a year, Tw- mm. two times a year. So I've actually got enough Aventus before I'd bought that bottle off Rich to last me like 
15 years. <laughs> so, You're a fucking madman. <laughs> what, what am I doing? So I then immediately sold it. Uh, but as it turns out, uh, it, it was useful that I sold it because I had to pay 400 quid to get my fucking car uh, shined up because I managed to drive it into a car wash, which... Uh, and, and like f- physically, I drove it into the side of a car wash like a fucking absolute knobber. Uh, but there you go. Um, so that was a weird detour uh, about Aventus. But yeah, so presumably you like Aventus. So what is it that yeah. you don't like about uh, this Mancera? Because to me, so, they're like I say, they're quite similar. But this, t- the the the, but the um, Mancera, it's just a bit whoa. Like so, it's, it's all bright and electric. That's the bit I don't like. <laughs> it's like, well, <coughs> and then it just yeah, doesn't stop. I I like Aventus. In fact, I, I I love Aventus. It's one of the first kind of uh, perfumes that I remember really going fucking hell. This is amazing, and and it being kind of almost revolutionary for me. Um, but like. Uh, um, the Mancera, Cedra Bois. Bois? Bois? Boys? Bois, C- Boisie, C- Cedi- they say, don't they? Boisie. Boisie. I don't yeah. know if that's right. Yeah. Where, C- do they C- don't Cedi- say Boisie? They it hasn't do. Got a, it hasn't a, got a, a thing on it. On the e, so. they, no, people, I don't say it. I don't, I don't they, utter the fucking it, thing. But like I, other people <laughs> who say it always say Other people. Cedra wankers. Boisie. Wankers say it. So Cedra... Cedra Boisie is like the dead-eyed fucking cousin of Aventus. It's it's like it's it's more or less the same. It kind of looks the same, but its eyes are just completely dead. And there's fucking superficially a space where similar, uh, fundamentally very different. That's it. Oh, come on, Ben. Classless, isn't it? It's it's like it's it's, it's classless is right. Yeah, uh, they've yeah. tried to create so, a contrast between like the bright, like toppy kind of stuff of an Aventus, uh, but they've given it none of the good stuff, none of the body, none of the like nice sort of smoky element, and then they've put this fucking insipid vanilla <laughs> bullshit with that, yeah. and it's like, don't do that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like when they try and go, oh yeah, like citrus really goes with like sandalwood. Let's do a creamy thing. No, it should never exist. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I, did say, I think that's fair enough. Um, uh, and I've been wearing that a week and really enjoying it. <laughs> um, so what else have I been wearing then to move for things along? Um, uh, Rich Mitch, actually, talking about Rich Mitch, I wore uh, Nez Adorum. <gasps> oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. It's fucking brilliant. Isn't oh! It? Yeah. I put it on and I was just like, fucking hell, what's this? what is this? Then I had to... I had to Find him on YouTube because I don't follow him. I do now, obviously. Say, how do I message you? He said, get James to send me your number. Immediately was just like, what the fuck is this? It's just stunning. And he tried to get hold of it. Well, there's a story there as well. So so it's come... So Nez is a perfume magazine, isn't it? And and Nez Adorum is like... like Every issue they do, they release like a a kind of limited perfume. Yeah, 15 mil mil with the the mag. Yeah. um, But you have to buy it through the American website and you then have to pay 50 quid shipping. Yeah. Because I have tried to get hold of it because uh, I was chatting uh, to, to Rich Mitch and he'd already said... (laughs) 
you can have the rest of mine if you like. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm going to order my own. I order my own. The next day I wake up and there's like this thing from PayPal. I was like, that's, fuck, that's a lot of money for a magazine and a fag because I'd forgotten about the shipping. So I've cancelled that order and I now have to go back on bended knee and go, Rich, I know that I said I didn't want it, but I do want it because it's phenomenal. It's really good, isn't it? So, yeah. so I mean, it, it's basically like a woody incense, isn't it? Um, but it's got this beautiful caramel top note. So all of the other mm. kind of like... Gourmand frankincense incenses. There's um, mystic incense by uh, Merchant of Venice. There's cosmic incense by the Hoo Ha. It's totally like those, but it's like a hundred times better. It's the best gourmand frankincense incense I've ever smelt. And I nearly came. It's that good. <laughs> it's it's good. Holy, it? I, holy fucking <laughs> shit! It, I, I'm thankful to say it takes a little bit more than that for me, but like, I sprayed it once. Back to the BDSM I sprayed thing. it again, um, and then I spat the rest of the whole thing just no, all over no. me. It was like, <laughs> well, oh my god, this is amazing. Where do I get this from? <laughs> Overcommitted on my PayPal to get some over from America before realizing. Oh god, it was just—it's just been a big mess. I was so disappointed when I because 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 um, Rich basically just wrote the name of each what perfume the on fuck? the samples. So I looked up Adorem and I was like, I don't know what you this can't find is. it. What it's not it? on Fragrantica. Yeah, and then I, I I found out it was Nez and I was like, oh for fuck's sake! And I bet it's an old edition as well, so you yeah. can't even get it. And, and, and I was so disappointed that it's. You it's can still get it, but it's. Trez expensive. Some of the other mm. Nezes are on Fragrantica, uh, but this one isn't. Um, I personally, I think it's a, I think it's a really brave, bold, like cool perfume and stuff. But taste wise, I do not like it. Um, I, I, I think, like, yeah, I like the uh, to to me that sort of like top note and the kind of this sort of relentless. Uh, it, it, to me, it smells like almost like stagnant water. You know that kind of like slightly like Legionella or something. Like it's like mm, I'm not I, I'm not I'm not fully convinced that that's that's right. But it does have like it is a, a like a great. It's a, it's a great perfume. I accept that it is right. But I'm just like mm, I'm not I'm not I'm not on board. It's got this like labdanum like animalic labdanum that I don't like. It's got. Have you ever tried uh, Spell? Uh, by um, no. uh, uh, Papillon Artisan. No. Yeah, I think Ben, you would fucking. Uh, I, honestly, you would. That Papillon is in like Bengali. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's got one called yeah, yeah, Spell. Yeah. All right, okay. Fucking one, two, three. I don't know. It's called like Spell something. It's got like a number. Uh, it uses like uh, Russian uh, pine um, and some kind of other all natural materials. It smells fucking horrible <laughs> right? and i i love i love her work right but it's this pine this really overly animalic labdanum which has the same quality as ambergris by the way same like chemistry can't remember what the chemicals are but this kind of really rubbery labdanum and just it it's it's meant it, it's like just not not right and this kind of reminded me a little bit of that um but yeah i accept mm. it's a really creative like cool perfume but it might be just a bit too cool for me. It, it, it smells, it smells like uh, uh, cooking oil and pepper and caramel, and it's it, it's 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 like someone's 
fucking thrown pepper and caramel into a frying pan and or well pepper and sugar uh, into a frying pan with oil and and or butter and made caramel kind of thing but it's got this out of place pepper i'll be honest i, I don't understand why you yeah. i don't understand why you're so into it cuz i i I don't like it. I'm with James. I, I just don't it's, like it. it. If this can make you that come, Fliss. <laughs> you... I said nearly. Nearly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it might need to be a bigger bottle. Frank, frankly, I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take nearly. If this yeah. can nearly do that for you, then then I, I think we do have to have some discussion <laughs> some about serious the, the, the discussion, in, uh, the difference in our tastes, because uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't get that at all. I mean, not I, even I, one I, bit. For me, I love the pepper. Mm. I, it's that it's so on the nose, and it's real kind of rich black pepper. And then I, I was quite shocked when I did finally find out what it was, and it wasn't even listed in in like the on the NES um, like description of it. They said, "Oh, it's like Himalayan incense or something." And I was like, "Right, okay, yeah, okay, get it to incensey." But it's clearly like almost ninety percent black pepper when you mm. first spray it. It's it's fucking magic. I, I haven't looked at the notes list, but uh, yeah, I did look on Fragrantica and it wasn't there, and so I gave up. But I I just like this is not this is not for me. I think I've I think I've come to the conclusion, regrettably, that I'm not a huge fan of pepper generally, um, particularly mm. that that shinkus mole kind of pink peppery sort of accord. I I I don't like that one bit. Um, this is, I don't know what this is. It's 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 not nice, and I don't understand your your reaction at all, Fliss. But there you go. Shinkus Mole Whatever. sounds like a fucking Harry Potter character or something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it should be a Harry Potter character. It is. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I I don't know enough Harry Potter uh, like to fucking make a, an appropriate joke there. I, I read some Harry Potter books when they came out. I think I read the first two, and then the third book came out, and I was reading it. I remember reading it on a train on the way home from London, and I just, there was like this light bulb moment, and I just went, oh my God, this is fucking shit. I'm a grown man reading a fucking child's yeah, exactly. book on a train. What am I doing? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with me? This is bullshit uh so that was it that and uh, that was the end of uh, harry potter for me um so uh harry potter notwithstanding um well so we've covered nez adorum we've covered uh bobby mancera's said b uh, yeah. a- anything else, Ben, that you would like uh, to uh, add? Nah, everything else. I think I've spoken about before. Uh, Santel Noir. I've been particularly oh, enjoying lovely. Dior, but we spoke about that before. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, cool. Well, yeah, that was about it. Oh, I've been going the other way. I've been, I've been enjoying sort of fresh, clean stuff. Uh, well, I say, I suppose the other way. Your, your Mancera, I suppose, counts as fresh, but. Um, but Creed Himalaya, I've uh, been wearing that a bit recently. That's nice. It's really nice. It's it's very subtle. Um, it's you know it's not an overtly kind of like obnoxious perfume, and I think it does require a few wears to get into it. Really, um, do you it's think it's better the, than um, Paco XS? I don't know Paco XS. Someone else said it's similar to Paco XS, and I. Is that the one with the snake on the bottle or no, something? No, no, that's the new or, excess. That's like called like pure excess or something. This excess is from the oh, 90s. Okay. Uh, oh, right. From about 94 or something like that. And uh, it's it's kind of always been in my like wardrobe and stuff. Um, it's a pretty... I mean, it smells 
you know, it's Himalaya, <laughs> basically. Oh, really? Or Himalaya is it more appropriate? Wh- which came first? Well, which came obviously. First? What I mean, what do Creed have much of a history before fucking, you know, whenever? <laughs> Let's not even get into well, that. Well, like, se- 1744. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, it was made for fucking Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Himalaya. Uh, no, I don't know when Himalaya was, but it's it, it doesn't predate excess. Um, but oh, really, yeah. Okay. But some of their perfumes, and I even concede this, right? They are like better than a lot of the things that they are compared to. But look at the things that they're compared to, and you know, and a lot of the time, as we know, they're by the same perfumer or whatever. So it's kind of like, mm. yeah, yeah. But I, I concede oh. that they're better. You know, they might be better. I, I got sent a sample, by the way, of the new Jacques Fath. Um, Vetiver Gris, which is by, um, uh, is it, uh, Erolt? Uh, is it Jean Claude Erolt? Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, who, who did Aventus. Um, yeah, I mean, who, who was obviously, uh, now we're allowed to say he did Aventus, but, um, it's, uh, I think it's the first new Jack Fath for some time. Um, and it's very nice. Uh, I really like it. Um, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, it it's 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 somehow earthy and rooty, but also clean and quite fizzy, and a little bit of sweetness going on. It's uh, yeah, really enjoyable. I think I might have to buy a bottle of that one. Um, yeah, yeah, to add to my other two hundred odd bottles that I don't fucking wear. <laughs> genius. Yes, uh, another act of genius. Okay, um, Fliss. Fliss, what have you been uh, getting uh, sexually aroused by <laughs> perfume-wise? <laughs> perfume-wise. Uh, yeah. Um, so I started the week just absolutely bowled over, actually. Um, our friend Lewis Arkey came oh, back yes. from Exxon's and I had oh. primed him to smell uh, the Jack Faff uh, Iris Gris from the Losmatique. And he didn't okay. just smell it. He got a little drop on some blotters and sent it and, to me. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, Amazing. really. Oh, and even now it still smells amazing. It's peachy and soft and silvery and rooty and slightly spicy. And it's it's pretty swoony, I have to say. And, and if you had that spare £1,000, would you have bought oh, that bottle that was on 1, eBay? £1,500 on eBay of the original. Oh. Mm. I reckon it was someone at Exxon's and they went to the Osmatique, they smelt this and went, yeah, I'm going to do it. It's probably Lewis. <laughs> uh, he, 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 does that, he does that kind of thing. He's, uh, he's, he's an exquisite collector. He really no. is. But anyway, in addition to that, he also, in the bit, I mean, he's basically sent me this like bag of all of the magazines and some other samples. But he, he spent time not just getting me that from the Osmotique, but all of these blotters of original, um, discontinued and early perfumes. So I was just in heaven. And the other ones that really stuck out to me were. Um, How were they packaged? They're in oh. little. Um, they're also, it's, it's dipped in the dipped in the blotters dipped in, and then it's put in like a little grease proof envelope that you can amazing. fold over and seal. And it, it I mean, they, they don't smell as amazing as they did last week, but they're no. still really strong. The original formulation fracas is still so strong that actually you can smell it from well a good feet good foot or two away, and it's 
beautiful. Just nice. very fluffy and delightful, obviously, but I'm a fracas fan. And then um, Bandit, lovely uh, Germaine Sellier nice. there. Just, just just on the subject of fracas, mm. I, uh, I re-watched Casino this weekend, uh, uh, which is a great movie, but there's a scene where the sort of one of the good old boys uh, uh, describes an incident as a fracas. As a fracas. <laughs> a fracas. What a fracas. What a fracas. Yeah. yeah. It's a fracar, darling. Fracar. Uh, yep. You're talking to us about pronunciation. I don't know. If we should. Uh, yeah, our pronunciation is notoriously uh, bad and also wildly inconsistent, which is yeah. fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, and so, um, an original joy as well, which I don't, I can't patoo. wear. Yeah, patoo I can't joy. wear the new one. <laughs> I find it really soapy. But the this one from the Losmatique is so rosy and so jasmine. It's all the things that people say that they can smell in joy that I can't smell in the modern formulation. So you know, whatevs. Sorry, James. whatevs. Um, yeah, so big shout out to Lewis because I think he just he went over and above that he didn't need to do that so i love you i love you i love you lewis Mm. um i discovered or i was helped to discover taboo by dana um which yeah yeah 15 quid posted for 75 mil i was expecting just to be like yeah it's all right Oh, you're right. Why are you making those noise, James? Tell us. Because I fucking love that perfume. I, I don't <sighs> actually own it, um, but I've had enough uh, samples and people have sent me like vintage mm. samples and stuff. It's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's it, isn't it? Um, wasn't it for a uh, what? What was that term we used for? Jean Carl, nineteen thirty-two. It was made for a um, prosy, wasn't for, it? <laughs> was it? Well, no, it wouldn't surprise me. Sex worker. Yeah, sorry. No, you had a really posh name for one, like a few episodes ago. It was like a courtesan. 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But but they could juggle and tell <laughs> jokes. You see. <laughs> um. Anyway, it, it's a big hitting, thick honeyed amber that all the resins in there are really, really chewy. There's a very sweet benzoin note. There has a slightly cocoa, cocoa, Coca-Cola and caramelly feel, the myrrh in the myrrh. And it, it, to me, if somebody said, smell this, I would say it smells like something Oi, along the lines this. of this. Yeah, I'd be like, that smells like a vintage Goutal from the, the Orientalists triplet. It's absolutely up there with that quality um there's a slight hint of nag shampoo in it which i don't normally like in a fragrance but it's really deft and gentle and it's yeah i'm amazed that i haven't come across it before not amazed in that kind of oh my gosh i'm so important why haven't i come across it but just like why the fuck did no one tell me about this before um because i would have been wearing it for a long time Uh, are you gonna get a new bottle of it then it was a new bottle that you tried no, it would. I don't think. I don't believe so. It was in the, the old violin shape. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, really lovely. Haven't tried the new cap, one, but, but I'm I'm, I'm tempted to uh, to get the the new one just to see what it's like. Because mm. it's only cheap. What's it called again? Dana Taboo. Taboo. By Dana. Really? Yeah. Really Dana. great. Dana. I. Is, is Dana, is Dana <laughs> a, a, a from Manchester? Yeah, as they say, Dana. Dana. Yeah, nice. I oh, I'm just looking at this. 68 mil, uh, new and box, Dana Taboo, Eau de Cologne, 1995. Yeah. Is How much the, is it? 
1995 on eBay. Fucking hell, what for a night? Oh, I thought you said it was from 1995. No, oh no. Oh, it's a new Uh, one. Yeah, 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 that's that's about right. Is that the new one? Yeah, yeah. 20 quid? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably worth a I might give it a whirl. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Done. If you hate it, you're going to shout at me, but I don't care. Not for fucking 20 quid, I'm not. No, well. I'll just send you the bill. Yeah, I'll just send me the frag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also, I have to eat my words. Oh, this will be interesting. Well, I went through the rest of those zoologists that um, lovely Georgina sent. And admittedly, Dragonfly was just boring and really... It was so synthetic and polite and it was very aquatic and nice aquatic and it's and very peony and it smelt like one of those girl f- designer flankers. You know when they have like the main perfume and then there's ex-girl and it's always a lighter, fluffier thing. It just smelt like that. I was just, I had to scrub it because it was so lazy. I was just like, I couldn't believe it was the same house that produced Bat and Bee and all of those, you know, admittedly things I don't like, but also at least interesting offerings and this was just like Dullsville. So that made me grumpy and then I tried Nightingale. And I really liked it. Yeah, I, I love really that. liked it. Yeah. Um really rosy, soft violet, very powdery, very, very creamy, almost um like a spicy Nivea feel, which is I was really surprised I really liked. And it's an extremely pretty lipstick rose, um, w- but it feels modern and not full of aldehydes in that kind of Diori, Missia kind of way. Um, Didn't you send I, us that, Ben? I don't think I've got Nightingale. No. I think I've got Hummingbird. Hummingbird. Um, which actually, I think, bears some similar similarities in the in the um, it's a bird like creamy the creamy sort of mossiness mm, of it. Yeah, um, it's just lovely. And I I just asked someone else to send me some more because I want to play with it a bit more um, because I, I feel as if that the sample I had I just wore it for one day and it wasn't really enough to really make sure that I actually am definitely eating the words. But I, I am pretty much. Yeah, eating them. Um, and then I also wore, I, I patch tested it against um, Gris Dior. Or Dior, was it Dior Gris or Gris Dior? Yeah, Gris Dior, yeah. And I really like that too, because someone said to me, oh, it's it's like that rosy sheep where you should try them next to each other. And they're not the same at all. But there is a feeling of them slightly. Um, in some some ways, even though I just said that that's, then it, it's, if the the nightingale feels so much more modern, but I actually, in that process of doing that, I fell in love a little bit with Greedy Or. Um, it's just beautiful, and there, but there's a lot of patchouli in the dry down, um, which I really, really liked. Not that I'm foreshadowing the rest of the episode, but yeah. And so I used up the frags of that, and I'm the dregs of that, and I'm going to get another ten mil or so to play with because I was I, I haven't ever worn it before and i've always been a bit like oh that looks, that looks a bit dull but it's not dull it's lovely groovy yeah all right yeah. anything else you want to uh call attention to before we get stuck into the uh the weekly epic uh adventure um mm, 
The only other thing I would quickly mention is is that I did purchase some Habanita La Cologne, not the mm. EDP, but the Cologne, because I got really into um, Enslaved by Mr. Dove, and you can't get it. Uncle Rog. Uncle, Uncle Rog. Um because it's been discontinued, but that made me then go on to a bit of a Habanita tip because it's really, really similar. Um, that and would I, be very unusual, a Roger Duff that was somehow inspired by something else. By, inspired <laughs> by inspired by an ancient, excellent perfume. I think Habanita's like, is it 1925 or something? Uh, 1921. Um, <laughs> yeah, a, a mere 200 years after Creed was founded. <laughs> Um, but yeah and the cologne is lovely and it's um nowhere near as heavy as either the enslaved or the edp lovely fluffy lemon cake uh with a lovely woody smoky dry down it's like across is it like if shalimar cologne and habanita edp and roja enslaved had a baby and i am Mm. down with that baby it's been good and i've been wearing that a lot (laughs) Excellent. Well, I don't actually know Enslaved, but you did just remind me that uh, another perfume I've been wearing this week is uh, Isola Blue by Mm. Roger Dove, which is the re-release of Oligarch. Um, So Oligarch Parfum was basically yanked off the shelves uh, the minute Russia invaided Ukraine, uh, because I think... Uh, you we know, had a justifiably, about this, didn't we? yeah, justifiably, mm. Uncle Rog might have been a bit concerned uh, about the branding of Oligarch, even though I think you know, uh, in a literal sense, probably he needn't have been. But you know, the the connotations were clearly there for for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, it's been re released as Isola Blue, um, and it's lovely, um, and it's basically an inspiration of Ted Hermes, um, but just so much more fabulous um i really like it um i think it's it's is a great what, perfume. Is it, this is what he does he just like takes something that everyone loves and makes it like just that bit better um yes sometimes yes for some for some stuff yeah yeah i i don't think there's any hiding from that you, you know like he's taken a lot of inspiration from um you know grand kind of sheepers and uh Guerlain, uh stuff over the years um but in this case um I mean, the, the, the inspiration is clearly Ted Hermes, but, I mean, mm. the, the comparison, it's like if if Ted Hermes is, is like a fucking a pint and a bag of crisps, uh, then Isola Blue is like a sort of, you know... Chateauneuf Pap. Well, I was going to say 17-course taste and menu complete with uh, a curated wine selection. <laughs> but, uh, you know, same, same sort of thing. Uh, anyway. How, uh, sorry, how how, you, how is the title? Isola Blue. Is that three words? Like no, I no, no. Sola. No, two words. Isola, I-S-O-L-A. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, which... And blue, we, Isola, I assume is is like, like I don't know, I haven't blue checked. Island or something. So, it's something like that, yeah. Uh, and the the box has got like um, uh, like pictures of um, it's got like the white houses, you know, the Dalmatian coast kind of thing where you can see all those the white houses. Uh, it's that kind of vibe uh, to it with a, mm. a nice yellow sun. On Isola, it. Isola blue is in Sicily. And it's oh, okay. a seafront villa oh. with striking port views. Right, um, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, a stunning Syracuse uh, location. Okay, so when I said Dalmatian coast, that was wrong, but... 
it's a really stunning uh, example of how like the um the, the the names and uh like blurbs behind perfumes don't <laughs> yeah you flipped from an oligarch to a fucking yeah a, villa, you know a sicilian I mean? coast or whatever yeah. um yeah yeah well it, it can be both maybe the oligarch's holiday that oh, is their playground yeah. there's also a famous oligarch privilege catamaran called isola oh. blue as well so i mean so that it's a place in syracuse it's also a type of massive yacht i think it's right. a massive well, yacht isn't it <laughs> i am a massive yacht right uh i feel like we've uh talked around it enough let's begin the odyssey james uh take us take us to 14 heaven <laughs> um i will armani privé mer imperial what's funny about that um, <laughs> it's just, it's, no, it's just, just an like, anticlimax. Take us yeah. to heaven. Yeah, take well, us to heaven. Like, come, went, on. Uh, come on. Come <laughs> on. Fliss was nearly there before. This, let's I fucking feel. make it happen. <laughs> um, let's, <laughs> let, let's not. Um, so, um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's Armani Premier. Mer Imperial. Mer Imperial. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah. Isn't isn't that the one that, that Giorgio himself was reputed to wear? Uh, you know more than I do. That's a different one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to double check that. I, it's one of them that 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 Giorgio himself was reputed to wear of the the, the line. Well, I I I got it. Like literally, they were like, "This is brand new." So, have whenever that was, like a few years ago, and they said, "Oh, because because I like that line. I like that Armani line. I think they're good, but they're just good. Do you know what I mean? They're like, there's nothing really." They're expensive for what they are, and some of them don't last very long. Uh, not that I'm a big, you know, um, longevity queen or whatever. Um, I'm mm. just like performance bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I, a longevity queen. A variation on it performance can be, bro. Yeah, and actually, yeah. I, I and Sarah McCartney made this point. We're fucking English people. We shouldn't say longevity. We should say longevity because that is how it's supposed to be pronounced. You fuckers. Uh, and me included. So, um, yeah. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. Sarah McCartney said it. I don't know whether she's right. Sarah McCartney said it. And Sarah McCartney's fucking infallible. Yeah, I get it. Well. She is a god of marks. Yeah. So what do you think, Fliss? You know, you're a well-spoken person. (laughs) Am I? I I don't know if I am. You are. I, I. I think James just pulled his punches. He was about to say something else. <laughs> what was I? Anyway, what, you're. What was I? About to I, say? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't like. To, I wouldn't like. To, I, I will check it out while you do the rest of your fourteen. I will check it out on on the old Google. But I think it's one of those things. It doesn't really fucking matter, does it? But uh, anyway, longevity sounds wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean it's nice. It's a really nice. It's not particularly myrrh like, but it's very uh, good incense. Imperial. Yeah, it's a bit more. Uh, it's a bit more bright, and uh, it does have some of that heavy. Uh, not even black afghano, but I'm just going to say like heavy resinous feel. But then it's like brightened up. It's just a much better. Um, it's just a really good incense, basically. Uh, moving on. Uh, Naomi Goodseer or Ducerel? 
Surreal. Right. Surreal. I don't think I've tried any Naomi Goods, sir. I've put here uh, it's a candied orange fruits and plastic wrappers in the opening. Um, it's kind of fresh, blah, blah, blah. Nah, nah, nah. And then it's sort of warm, honey, caramelized amber accord, which would normally sort of annoy me. That kind of like Moogler ish sort of like thing, kind of, but like lacking the floral kind of element. Says it's got rum and ylang in the notes, and I'm kind of like, yeah, all right, then maybe that's contributing to this weird. It's got that kind of like 80s, like strawberry shortcake, uh, your sister's rubber collection. <laughs> that sounds fucking vile. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's not like I'm not in love with it, but um, this is the review that I wrote. I couldn't even remember what it was like, so I clearly didn't love it. Um, yeah, it's that kind of caramelized amber thing, but it's nicer than some of the other ones that I would perhaps... Um, well, nicer than a Dorum. Oh fuck! No, off. no. I mean, that's that's not. <laughs> Sorry, that just, I just, I don't get that just came out. That was, that was brutal. I don't really get oh, the sort oh, of caramelised sweetness in that, particularly um, in the Adorum. But uh, this is like a tacky. It's, no, it's nothing like Adorum. Um, okay, so then I wore okay. uh, Dior Fahrenheit, and it was a nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety one, I think the bottle is from, and uh, it's fucking brilliant. But it also, I bet you felt like a god that day. Well, do you know what? I didn't actually wear any perfume until the evening, so I hadn't worn anything during the day. And then I went, "Oh shit, I'm not wearing anything. Better wax some amazing stuff on." So I put that on, and bear in mind that I've—it's my favorite perfume of all time. I've worn it since like I was a fucking child. Since like I shouldn't have even been mm. wearing perfume. Um, You've and even got a tattoo of a bottle. I've even of it, got a you? fucking tattoo of it. So you know, I'm pretty committed to the love of it. And I can tell you, <laughs> it's like when people go, "Oh, your things aren't the same as like the '60s," and you can't remember. And it's like, are you really remembering that properly? I like literally have like studied this fucking perfume like in my mind i've been i've been fucking explored it right so i can tell you for certain that the vintage bottle that i have has got this weird slightly degraded uh vintage smell to it now it ultimately Mm. it is fahrenheit right but it's not quite as Mm. bright it's got and and this is a, a concept that we might talk about at some point right i think people who like vintage perfumes are slightly addicted to this slightly degraded smell of materials that go, they smell vintage, right? The vintage mm-hmm. accord, the vintage note. See, you call it degraded, I call it macerated. Yeah, mm. yeah but it's not, though, is it? There, there, there's, there's ma- mas- no, I'm being a dick. Well, maceration is like the improvement, I would argue, or, or the, 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 the aging of materials that need to be aged that actually get better with age. So that's your base materials, your sandalwood, your oris, your things that actually improve with age. Whereas all your top notes and some of your other things, florals and stuff, don't improve with age. And that's just a fact Mm. of science, of fucking, you know, whatever. And I think, again, I think there's a slightly like rosy kind of thing of it, which is why your wonderful uh, samples from fucking Osmati are, that is cool, like recreating as close to what you can because then you've not got these oxidized fucking you know things muddy in the waters literally uh mm. making yeah. things like that that were not as intended right 
So that is kind of my argument with the with the vintage. And don't get me wrong, I've bought and sold vintage bottles. I've got vintage bottles. I wear them. I enjoy some elements of them. But generally speaking, they all have this kind of, yeah, slightly de- degraded thing. And again, I don't mean to sound sort of disparaging saying that, but it's the truth. Mm. And this is within my favorite perfume, right? And it has all good stuff. So some of the top notes are intact, but it has this strange uh yeah vintagey like thing to it and again that's only from the bloody 90s so you know it only gets kind of more pronounced as perfumes get mm, older you know still 32 years yeah and it's still it's brilliant it's still brilliant but i would argue that some of the newer bottles uh are still pretty good of that perfume even though i don't own any of them and both my bottles i've got are vintage but you know that's just the way it is mm. uh anyway so uh, then I wore... Um, Can I just say, I, I, I love how sort of uh, almost like absurdly committed you are to that one perfume. I think, um, you know, as a, as a guy who's sort of studied thousands of perfumes, there's just, there is just the sort of top of the hill there for you and you, you sort of know where it is. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's nostalgia. It's all that things that, that everyone mm. has about perfume that, like, it means like it means a lot to me. Like, I, I smell it and it mm. still does to this day. I don't overdo it, though, because I used to wear it so no. much that I'm like, now that I've got so much perfume, I don't have to. But whenever I do revisit it, I'm like, that's my, that's my turf. That's my fucking steez that's mm. my that's my ground you know what i mean so anyway yeah but it's 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 great i'm actually quite surprised that that is the one for you i think it's just era i, I, mean, I, I know, know i think it's a phenomenal perfume and i love it i really do love it um but i don't know if i'd have put you that one as your your f- absolute top top five i don't know why mm. I, I, I think I think I, I think uh, again like I, I don't know like I'm not really I wouldn't say I was like extrovert right but I saw it as like a kind of because at a certain age like in the night like 90s or whatever like nobody wore that right not not nobody men and stuff wore it right and people older people and whatever nobody at like yeah. my school or anything wore that yeah and they were like it, it was really individual to to me, and it was almost kind of it's almost a bit feminine in a sense. I mean, some people go, "Oh, yeah, it's really masculine." You do stuff. love your feminine, yeah, to be but honest. it's like floral you, you are, yeah. and it's and it's it's yeah. violet and stuff. And I was kind of like, it was my sort of I don't give a shit like kind of perfume. Yeah. That's how I see Fahrenheit as this sort of like thing that like men might either go, they might gravitate towards uh, a really manly smelling th- thing, you know, traditionally woody, leathery, whatever. Or they might go to, because it was the fucking 90s, they'd just be getting Izzy Mayaki or, <laughs> you know, uh, the CK1 or whatever, which I was also into. But it was kind of like, that was my, like, proper jam. And as far as I was concerned, it was just a statement to say, like, look how, like, big and sort of, I don't know, I can smell. Uh, that That's what I sort of took from it. And I just loved mm. it. And I still do. Um, then I wore uh, Agonist Hope. Uh, anyone familiar with the brand Agonist? I think they're a Swedish yeah. brand. They had some um, like weird glass, like cool bottles that they used to have. Uh, I have definitely tried an Agonist perfume. I think the brand's discontinued now. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. The guy did a really shite brand called Crayon, 
uh, and I gave it a really hard time. And then he sent me some fucking like emails going, "Oh, you can't fucking blah blah blah." And I was just like, well, <laughs> "Sorry, mate, but you made shit perfumes." I said, "Agonist was a good brand. You had some really, you know, you had loads of integrity, and now you've got no integrity at all. You've released three perfumes that are shite." And what the fuck has Crayon got to do with anything? It's a load of bollocks. And I basically, I think I said, it has no right. This should not exist. It doesn't need to exist. Why does it exist? It's fucking ridiculous. And uh, he was like getting really offended that I'd said, why does this exist? And how dare I like say, why does something exist? Um, so mm. fuck that guy, nice. really. But I, I quite like Agonist. Right. Uh, they're quite a good brand. <laughs> it, it, it was hope. It, it was hope that yeah. I tried. I'm just checking. Yeah, hope yeah. is a kind uh, of. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. It's a sort of over the top uh, Ted Domez ish vibe. When I say that, it doesn't smell like Ted Domez, but it's like vetivery and a really candied orange smell to the point of like it's quite ridiculous. But it's a really good. It's just a really good perfume. It's like I wear it and I go. Yeah, this is excellent. It's kind of quite strange. Uh, and I got it from TK Maxx for fuck all, because, again, they were being discontinued, as, you know, you've sort of said. Uh, and I got it for next to nothing. And the bottles are beautiful. Mm. Even the new bottles, like not the fancy, you know, blown glass sort of ones. These are like, they've just got all the notes on the outside, like all the accords or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they're a really satisfying bottle. They don't look much, but they're just, they're almost like a Serge Luton's, like, sort of uh, obelisk kind of shape. Not obelisk, like, the, the fucking thing monolith. from... B- monolith, that's it. Monolith. Um, you know, the thing from, uh, what's it, uh, that film? Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, anyway, then I wore Mint 3D Scent. So Mint is a brand, M Int. Do you know this? M uh what well, uh, m star int yeah <laughs> m star unt <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, nice yeah uh it i mean when i first smelled it and we're going back to this weird legionellary fucking smell that i was going on about it's like slight you know like slightly stagnant like water that like hmm like so, like slightly off unsweet like water smell um, it has that in the top notes, but to me, that's something of like, like pairing it with sandalwood or something. That whole like uh, Santal thirty three sort of thing, and I was just really annoyed by it. But also, oak moss has this thing, and this says it has an oak moss uh, a, a chord to it, and I can get that that's probably quite an oak mossy like thing. Um, it's quite a modern perfume. But then as it wore on, after that, like, opening, which is hor- quite horrible, uh, it goes really, really nice and goes to, like, this musky, really lovely, like, creamy woods and sort of musk thing. Um, I, I kind of like the brand, but I don't want to because they're kind of a bit ridiculous. But I kind of want one of them bottles. Have you seen the bottles? Yeah. They're a bit really like nice. a Mansara, but they're, they're, like, super cool, like, futuristic kind of shit. Um, mm. and I, I really ended up liking it to the point where I would dismiss that horrible opening just to wear it for, cause it doesn't last that late. It's not like the opening's like a few hours or something. It's like literally for like 20 minutes, it's pretty awful. And then it goes really nice after that. So, uh, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, there is another one which has the least inspiring name you've ever heard in your life, which is called, um, 
Vibrant scent. <laughs> Vibrant wow. scent. Vibrant scent. That sounds like it should be on the shelf in Zara. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. Uh, I think I've never seen them reduced anywhere. I was hoping they'd be in a bargain bucket at some point. Not praying for the downfall of the brand. Sorry, guys, but, you know, you should really get in TK Maxx soon. Uh, you know, pack, <laughs> call it call it a day. Give it up. You know, you try. Just, uh, you know, hang up your fucking niche brand and maybe release another one. But don't do that, like, crayon bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so great. Uh, then I wore uh, Frederick Mal music for a while, which I love. It's got that kind of like you've just tipped some like pineapple juice on a counter and then like left it to go sticky for ages and then got loads of really beautiful like lavender, which shouldn't work at all, which should be awful, but it's just art. It's just like so, brilliant. Perfume. Sorry, I did. I uh, Hang on. I didn't hear the name of the perfume there, but I'm guessing from your description, it's music f- for a while. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it okay. was music for a while. Yeah. I fucking love that. One. I hated that. It's... I hated it so much. <laughs> I, I should have loved it. Pineapple, lavender, it should have been an absolute winner. But for some reason, it was just like this unyielding kind of wet lavender that just kind of didn't ever want to fucking dry out. It was like... Um, it's like uh, it's like going out in a fucking storm and getting like wet socks. Like, they just won't <laughs> ever fucking they won't ever dry out. I hated it. Hated it so much. What? I might have to revisit it though because I like your description. I bloody love it. I, I understand why people wouldn't like it. I completely understand, but I just think it's so like uh, you know maybe if it was from another brand because I'm a bit of a snob like that, I'd go oh yeah what a load of shit. But because it's Frederick Mal, no, no, that's not true. I don't do that. So no, I wouldn't do that. Mm. But um, no, because it's Frederick Mal, I'm kind of a bit more like, you know, on side with it. To be honest, when I first smelled it, like instantly, I was like, nah, what is this? What the fuck is this? And I was like, this doesn't fit in with the aesthetic of the brand. It's weird. I don't know what's going on with it. And then it just grew and grew on me. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is amazing. And often the best Mal's are that way. So music for a while, yeah, I love it. I've got a little mini bottle of it, but I desperately need to get a full bottle because I just adore it. Um, Then uh, I wore Neanderthal Them, which uh, is by uh, Ewan McCall, and it's uh, probably one of the best leathers, even though on this particular wear, it did start to annoy me. Um, It's a kind of Oris but not opulent it's very it's it smells like veg tanned leather to me right probably one of the most accurate like leather accords that i've ever smelled but it's not even intentionally supposed to be a leather perfume um but he actually said all right like thanks for that description and i get what you mean um but i don't think i don't think he was meant to be making a leather perfume but i love it i love it i think it's i think it's brilliant um, even though it did slightly annoy me on that particular day. I don't know why, but I'm just, you know, I'm a bit of a finicky twat, aren't I? So anyway, um, but I generally do love it. Uh, then I wore Eau Sauvage. We know about that. I've got a 200 mil bottle. We do. Um, then uh, I wore Gallivant <laughs> Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you've spoken about this one before. Mm. You like it? No, I don't think I have ever spoken about it before. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because it's not really one. I mean, I don't think I've ever spoken about 
any of the Gallivants, really, um, because generally speaking, I like them, but I don't, there's nothing that really sort of excites me from the brand particularly. And that's not me slagging them off because I think they're all competent and good and all like somewhat reflective of the cities or whatever that they're, if you like, I don't know, like they're, they're, they're good. Brooklyn, right, I described it as kind of like the, it's almost like the, um, I can't even remember what it's called, the Dior that's really popular in France, the uh, the Dior Privé that's really popular in France. Which one's that? Uh, oh, uh, Bois d'Argent. Yeah, Bois d'Argent. So uh, it's it's like that where you go, why is this so wildly popular? Or like, or Cedrat Barzi or uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Where you go... Why is Seddy B? Seddy B. Oh, uh, like, we're only, isn't yeah, she we're a only referring to it as Seddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Seddy B from Mansara. <laughs> Bobby Mansara's Seddy B. So, like, I, I, th- I think Brooklyn really is like a kind of bergamot uh, and then into this slightly, I mean, even along the same lines as Cedric Boss. So, you've got this kind of vanillic, like, musk kind of element to it. Um, but on this particular occasion, like I say, it dried down. And I was thinking all these things like, why is this? Because I, I don't know. You'd have to ask, um, what's his face? Uh, the guy from Nick, Nick Stewart. Is it Nick Stewart? Uh, I'm not sure. Nick Summer. Yeah, Nick. Anyway, Nick, uh, from the Gallivant brand. Uh, he, um, I, I, I don't have to ask him, but I think Brooklyn is one of the more popular ones. And I always kind of wonder why, because I was like, it's sort of, you know, it's it's nice, but like, you know, but maybe that is it. It it it, it rides this kind of like mid line of like um appeal to, you know, a lot of people or whatever. Um and actually by the end of the day, I was like, this is a really solidly good, like wearable, nice perfume. It's kind of fresh, but it's got this sort of sweet and it's not too vanillic, and then that sort of goes away. And it's not got that clash that something like a you know, the man Sarah does. So it's good. It's good. I really like it. Um, you know, it's pretty decent. Uh, then we have uh, Naomi Goodseer again, and this is Queer Velour. So Queer Velour. Queer Velour is a, a very competent, very good um, uh, iris-type, uh, um, you know, leather record. Um, it's, it's just excellent um you know it's not like outstanding there's probably better uh ones out there um but it's just very solidly good uh they're worth a sniff that brand right um Mm. but again nothing's really sort of you know doing too much for me uh then i wore aqua de palma sandalo which is kind of like a posh version of uh mandate which we've spoken about quite a bit uh it's a sort of uh, herbal uh, man tonic thing, but loads of like sandalwood aroma chemicals, which I've kind of said don't really smell particularly, uh, you know, um, real or whatever, whatever that means. Mm. Um, but they do have this kind of really pungent, like it, it kind of has that creamy effect of like old style sort of sandalwoods, like you might get in something like. Uh, like the YSL pour on or whatever, that sort of like toppy thing and then this sort of creamy, like slightly weird thing underneath. 
bought loads of Jarvanol, I'm assuming, right? Because it just, it's relentless, right? It's absolutely relentless. So if you're not getting enough from your mandate, uh, because it's three quid from fucking B&M bargains, <laughs> B&M. Um, yeah. then, then this would be, you know, your step up to getting an Aqua de Palma that's really quite present and lasts, you know, a long, long time. And really hits you uh, with the Jarvanol, I think. Jarvanol is a kind also, of cinnamon kind of thing, isn't it? Like spicy, woody cinnamon sort of thing. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I just get like really relent. I, I can't even like, I think a lot of people maybe conflate it with some of the more tenacious aroma chemicals. It may have a cinnamon top. It's, it's one of those things that like, if, it, if it's used, it, there's a threshold of... Um, uh, uh, you know of, of how much you can smell it basically right and you only need like the tiniest tiniest little amount have you got some there no no no, no. well actually i might do I, I was just thinking didn't we do jarvanol when we did the musks possibly i think i may have sent some uh yeah i think i, I did might have i think done. i did but it's very difficult because it because it's like yeah, there's like a, a a dose that you can use like up to, and then it doesn't matter if you put tons in after that because you reach a kind of you know everybody's got this sort of I don't I, I'm not describing it very well. My head's a bit up my arse. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, then I wore Born to Be Different. Is it Born to Be Different? Is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Uh, fig porn. Yeah. Oh, dare, dare to be different. Was it, it? Oh no, it is born. Is it right. born? Yeah, because I, I yeah. put that song. You know that born, born, born to be alive. Yeah, and, you, and you hated, <clears throat> you hated, the one you talked about last week. Dirty rice. True. Yeah. Dirty rice. Hated dirty rice. Uh, fig porn. I, I, are you preparing yourselves for the? Uh, Was there any porn involved? Uh, there's certainly not that much fig to be honest, um, and not really much porn. Yeah. It's no Philosikos and it's no Fig My Love, right? Because they yeah. have this, they have this like natural, uh, actual, somebody who's observed a fig, what a fig is, and gone, okay, it's got loads of like stemone we talked about the other week, and loads of these kind of like fresh sort of things. But yes, in a, in a fig accord, you do use ethyl maltol, right? Because you need to get that sweetness in there. And ethyl maltol is actually a perfect thing for making this figure chord. However, this just seems to have gone, no, we're going for this more of like this, like dried, like really sweet fig. And it's just a bit much. And then all of a sudden, after it being like that for a while, do you remember I was saying about that ambery, mooglery feel, but with loads of ethyl maltol? It's a bit like, like angel or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like, what, what is going on here? But without the patchouli and some of the awful other shit that's in there. But this is like, no, I'm not feeling this at all. Yes, it's kind of a fig, but it's more of like a sort of pear-y, like fruity, overly sweet ethyl maltol bullshit. But then after a while, you start to get more of like, it actually tones down and you go, oh, okay. And then like, I went outside, for example, and I smelled it sort of in the fresh air. And I was like, yeah, there is a fig element. It's not that fresh, like watery fig. It's not like, not. it'll never be that. But it was kind of okay. And I sort of enjoyed it after a few hours, to be honest. So I'm not going to completely slate it. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad. 
Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's not exactly a great thing to say about the brand. So I've tried three. Uh, not the most ringing endorsement, to be honest. No, it right? isn't. No. I've tried three from that brand now, and I'm kind of like, meh, you know, and they've got other ones called, like, I don't know, dirty names, haven't they? Like, uh, twat face. Yeah, there's like, I mean, uh, uh, like sex and cognac, unholy oud, uh, you know, uh, uh, smoking gun, drunk saffron, like, you know, mm. indecent cherry, <laughs> you know, like. Indecent cherry. Yeah. That sounds like the shittest name ever for a perfume. Yeah. They sound like doer names, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hinoki shower, oh, yeah, naked neroli. Oh, fuck. Yeah, God. so loads of bullshit. And there's one called like Don't Give a Fuck or something like that, but it's like just the yeah. abbreviation. Uh, 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 yeah. Where. <laughs> Yeah, a brand like that claiming to not give a fuck when everything about their branding is so sort of consciously observed. <laughs> just It just reeks of fucking lack of self-awareness. Yeah, and giving a massive fuck long. Uh, then I wore uh, Strange Love Melt My Heart, which um, I bought off the, lovely, the lovely Fliss. Uh, oh, there's a lovely Fliss. Yeah. Ah, well, I wish mm. this Fliss would introduce us to it. <laughs> So there it is. Uh, yeah, just there it is. Just wonderful. Just it's just it is fucking epic. Uh, just uh, that's that's all. I'm uh. So we've done a whole apps on that. So go back and and listen to those. And then uh, Mont Blanc uh, presents for men I'm wearing today, which is a kind of uh, it's all that like bullshit that you hate about the other one, the whatever that individual that one, uh, which is kind of like dupey, isn't it? Sort of smells like that dupey bullshit. Basically Creed Original Santel. Yeah, so Creed Original Santel. This is like a well better version. Kind of reminds me of like, again, I want to say like a, a, a curry, but it's not really a curry. I don't know, it'd be like a Massaman curry or something. But like, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of like, yeah, just spices, but really kind of quite delicate, but sort of sandalwood-ish, but a little bit soapy. I absolutely love it. I think it's I think it's brilliant, but it's dead cheesy and tacky and it is essentially like a dupe type fragrance, but I still love it. I, I fucking love it. And that is us up to date. Yeah, that's well, it. Wow. I feel like uh I feel like I need a break after that. <laughs> um I mean We all do. Just just yeah, we, we do. Uh, I can't think of any news. Has anyone got any news they're desperate to vomit out onto the old uh, uh, audio file? Uh, we've got a Patreon. Oh, yeah, we have. Um, I, someone who understands how this shit works best explain that at some point. Um, well, uh, if you want to support the uh, podcast, you can go on to patreon.com and slash whatever... Less odorants. Find us somehow. Uh, no, we'll put we'll put a link. <laughs> don't, don't slash us. No, there's a link. There's a link. There's a link on uh, our page thing. I think we should create an advert for it. Um, you know, like a little advert that we can just stick in to the podcast. Um, yeah, and just say something slightly more coherent than this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think this is really good. This is on brand. Well, it, uh, this is but, very yeah, on basically, if you want I mean, to support the podcast, then go and you can support us from. And uh, Fliss and I are doing uh, extra content, so we'll be mm. talking to some perfumers and various people. And if you want that extra little mini podcast, 
uh, you will get that on Patreon. So because uh, fuck knows you don't hear enough of us in the normal one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So you know. Um, so I mean, basically, uh, just as soon as we've got enough money for a Lambo, uh, I will be uh, over the moon. Um, Amazing. I think we may be some way off that. Um, okay, good. Well, that sounds intriguing. Um, in the meantime, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, we will be back in just a few short minutes uh, with part two of Les Odorants. Stick with us. Hello and welcome back to Les Odorants. This week we are going to be talking all about patchouli. Um, and I'll be honest, I sort of struggle a little bit with patchouli. Uh, on the whole, uh, my impression is that I don't like it when I can smell it. Um, it's a bit like celery, uh, an analogy I've used before, <clears throat> but I can't think of a better one. Um, patchoulis, uh, I tend to prefer them if they are dry and arid and not all too sort of soggy and uh, damp. Uh, the minute they veer into that territory, they remind me of some sort of like... Uh, fucking head shop at Glastonbury, like in a tent full of crusties and stuff. And I hate that. I hate that. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get into patchouli uh, as a bit of um, a, a thing. Fliss, tell us a little bit about the history of patchouli, because I know that you have studied this at some length. <laughs> Not very much length, but a little bit of length. The length that I've studied it in tells me that um, patchouli really began to become, well, it was introduced in the mid-1800s when India um, was exporting shawls, cashmere shawls and silks um, over to uh, England and Europe. And because the the journey via the ship or wherever they were, however they were transporting was very long, there was an opportunity for moths to chew this beautiful, very uh, rich and delicate produce. And so that they would put patchouli leaves um, layer patchouli leaves between the cashmere shawls and the silks. And so when some of these very rare items finally got themselves into the hands of upper-class ladies who could afford to purchase them, they would come with this very delicious um, smell. And the smell became synonymous with this expensive, you know, your shawl was a better cashmere shawl if it came all the way from India, and you could tell that it came from India because it smelled of patchouli, because that's what they transported it in, if you know what I mean. So then, it's a bragging rights. It was a bragging right, and the smell of patchouli became a bragging right. Um, then, obviously, then there was a kind of sort of trickle-down effect, and there was a there's sort of like a bit of hearsay around, you know, a gentleman might go into a shop and purchase two shawls, one for his wife and one for maybe his mistress or a courtesan that he particularly favoured. Courtesan, <laughs> a juggling courtesan. <laughs> and so then the smell of patchouli became synonymous with not just very, very high-class ladies, but then also um, the smell of, you know, the dressing rooms of the music halls and whatever and stuff like that. So then it became, it dropped out of fashion with very, very expensive ladies. But however, in the meantime, perfumers had already begun to begin to use it in perfume because um, the French uh, wool trade and the, the Dutch wool trade were infusing their own shawls with patchouli as a way of lying that they were coming from India. 
if you see what I mean. It's like so mm. they were they were using the scent of the patchouli in order to fake uh, glamorous produce. Um, but then obviously the all the all the all the ladies of the night were also wearing these shawls and this perfume and these cheaper shawls that were infused with it. And so it became like, it, it fell out of fashion. Um, then in the seventies, it became fashionable again because it was used to cover up the smell of marijuana. And when people were smuggling marijuana, um, they would again wrap it in patchouli oh. leaves, apparently. Well, oh. that's interesting because I wore that perfume the other week and we, uh, Ben was talking about cannabis accords and how they're probably based on patchouli and, uh, some people do get that like association uh another is sort of interesting thing along mm. that that line of um them putting them in the garments and all that um it it's uh it repels there's there's evidence to show that it repels uh mosquitoes as well so the smell of uh patchouli oil repels mm-hmm. fucking everything living <laughs> thing, isn't it? <laughs> it repels ben <laughs> not a fan not then ben is it just when you can really smell it you don't like it or do you can you I mean really... I don't dislike it if it's not because... like you know perceptible that's fine that can crack on um but yeah look if I can smell it it's, it's not I'm not I'm not not too into it my husband has a homing instinct for patchouli oh, really? and he can smell it in almost anything and he thinks it's he thinks it mm. smells of death and I had to sell my bot my EDT of coromandel because it made it, it literally used to make him gag. He said it just smelled so bad. Yeah, a little bit like death. I get that. Yeah, I get that association as well. But but also, I think it almost like your French ladies. It, because of like that seventies head shop association, it feels like it's sort of out mm. of fashion. And I smell it, and I just go, right. oh, like dated, out of fashion, grolly, like. Cabbage water. I don't know. It's just. But mm, I I know exactly what you mean about the cabbage water mm. thing. I I there are like you know um you get these perfumes that are just meant to be like straight kind of patchoulis. Like uh, there's a perfume and Roma one called mm. you know patchouli. Um and and a lot of these ones uh they have a sort of they're a, a, have a kind of vegetal sort of quality about them. That, that I don't like and, and that's the, the dampness but often it yeah. kind of veers almost into a sort of chocolatey yeah. sort of chewiness mm-hmm. to it um, which which you get uh, from like uh, over, overdosing on it I don't know whether that's the right I term I was about but... to say exactly the same thing there's like I mm. think in the, in the in those pure patchoulis you've got those that one half something like patchouli antique by um, Les mm. Neriades, which is now on our Payan, which I think is like the gold standard straight that up one patchouli. and Molinard are yeah. like the, the two, aren't the they, two though? absolutely gold standards. And there is that sort. I, I remember sending a sample to somebody on the group, and they said it smelt like the back of a lath and plaster wall of an 18th century French farmhouse. <laughs> that kind of damp. <laughs> dustiness but i really <laughs> like that absurdly specific but yeah, yeah i like yeah, it I like, I like i like that um but then like you say there's that chocolatey feel so i was actually testing uh what was i testing uh this week uh which was by 
Uh, oh, Obscuratio 25. It's a new one by, or a newish one by L'Artisan Perfumeur. But the way that the patchouli handled is so chocolatey and truffly, it almost puts me in mind of something like Black Orchid by Tom Ford, where it's not that dry, dusty patchouli at all. It's very warm and mushroomy, Ooh. chocolatey feel. And I I like that as well. Then you get perfumes like... Um Linston de Galan that uses that chocolatey like sort of feel and mm. and sort of uses the patchouli to heighten that, doesn't it? Uh, Which is, I think, I, what Coromandel does when they say that it has mm. a white chocolate note, but that white chocolate note is it's sitting on a base of patchouli that well, uh, increases it for me and anyway. And it was the patchouli that made me fucking hate well, Coromandel. The, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, it's, um, oh, go on, James. Go on. Well, get the, in the, there. this is where right. The the patchouli, and I've said this before, right, the patchouli and vetiver, uh, irrespective of whether you like them or you think you like perfumes that are patchouli-centric or vetiver-centric or whatever, those two materials are essential in perfume from a technical aspect, from a just putting them in to improve something that you wouldn't even dream. You don't even necessarily know it's got a patchouli note, but patchouli helps perfume be sort of perfumey right in in low doses in like higher doses that might Mm -hmm. then be sort of masked with other stuff it's just like a wonderful material and it's also used the natural stuff as well uh quite a lot in products that you wouldn't necessarily think like washing up you know uh like i don't know washing powders and like you know um fabric softeners or like you know different things like that where you're like oh okay they're actually using uh, an interesting like natural material and you wouldn't necessarily be able to smell it but it gives it a kind of tenacity and uh, a, a, a thing that like perfumers clearly obviously like to work with um, and yeah I mean like for example I'm reading in this book here right so this is uh, the kind of uh, natural materials bible uh, by Stefan Arctanda and it says um, so it blends beautifully with labdanum vetiver Sandalwood, ironones, uh, uh, cedarwood derivatives, uh, coumarin, oak moss, geranium, clove oils, lavender, rose, bergamot, neroli, oris, resinoid, uh, nitro musks, uh, cinnamates, methyl salicylate, uh, cassia oil, myrrh, apoponax, clarisage, absolute, uh, borneol, pine needle oils, cyclohexone derivatives, etc. So basically, Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Basically fucking and, everything. You know, that, that, that is kind of like the, the nature of patchouli um, is that it's um, it can be green. It can add like an earthiness. Um, it can add that chocolatey, like almost sort of gourmand leather. Leather. It can, do, do you know what I mean? There, there is no, and it has like a tar-like uh, phenolic kind of note to it. So it can, it can go into the smokiness of your cedarwood oils. Um, it's it's just like um, I mean uh, yeah it's it's um, a, a fascinating sort of material and it's one that I probably share a similar taste wise sort of uh, opinion you know traditionally as maybe uh, Dan and Ben you know that y- you kind of don't like it when it's an overt uh, patchouli perfume but I do mm. and it's grown on me it's grown on me over time and I would wear the most brutal patchouli now uh, that you could imagine, you know, a real, a real exploration of, of patchouli just because I think it's such a wonderful thing, you know, 
and it's really it's an acquired taste mm. that has really grown on me. Well, should we should we bust out some of these uh, uh, samples, which have been incredibly kindly uh, sent to us by uh, Harry Sherwood, a British perfumer, uh, creator of uh, Cosmic Incense yep. for Hoo Ha, uh, amongst other things. Uh, I think he did the Memoirs of a Perfume Collector collection as well. I believe he did one of um, those, yeah. uh, for uh, for. I think he did. Oh, I don't know. I Maybe he did he all did, of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, and he's a handsome beggar too. So uh, that's nice. Um, so thank you for sending these, Harry. Uh, we shall now uh, get stuck into them, and James is going to talk us through them because out of the lot of us, he's the one most into the whole technical stuff, I guess. James, <laughs> well, I've where done are we no starting? Search, so I don't really know. I don't really know what ah, these are. I'm just going to smell them. No, uh, I mean, I've used patchouli materials, obviously, before, so I know uh, roughly what, like, some of them are. But generally, yeah, I mean, um, let, let's just dive into them and we'll see. So the first one I think we should look at is Clearwood. Um, because, mm. uh, again, without sort of checking, <laughs> uh, I believe it's derived from patchouli oil. Um, but it's a very cleaned up version. So let's have a sniff of it and you see if you think. It, it, it is sort of what I think patchouli smells like, but without the sort of, without all the claggy. It's not very dank, uh, is it? It's not very dank. Sort of. No, it's it's, it's almost like um, it, it, it's, uh, but it doesn't come across kind of dry and parchmenty either. It, it's almost like... Um, uh, it's almost like someone's taken the the sort of wetness fragrance that I associate with patchouli and sort of skimmed out all the fucking mm-hmm. wetness from it to just leave the kind of residual fragrance. It's it's quite it is, pleasant, it? actually. I can see how that would work nicely it, it, in it, a perfume. It, I just feel like if this was in a perfume, I, I probably wouldn't actually like clock it as patchouli necessarily. It's, it smells quite woody and... I feel like hmm. patchouli wouldn't sort of like rise out of me as being like, oh, this is patchouli. It's it's almost like a, like a, yeah, like a kind of more rotten wood kind of. Thing. I, it smells to me very woody, and it, it's claiming here that it's it's a clean smelling natural facsimile of patchouli oil made by yes. Fermanish, who describe it this way: clear wood (TM) is an intense, long-lasting woody note. But at the same time, light and transparent, it differs from the other dark woody notes by its simplicity and cleanness. It brings great versatility and lends itself to every conceivable product type for home care through to fine fragrance. Um, and I don't think it does smell. For me, it doesn't smell what I would consider to be like a pure straight patchouli oil, like a patchouli essential in the same way. But it, I know what they mean about that clean smellingness of it. It's... Yeah, but I think it, it does smell a bit dusty it, it's to me as well. It's got a little like, touch of, of that sort of thing that you would think uh, is uh, p- patchouli, right? But it's it has this, like, clarity. It's almost like like if Jean-Claude Elena, like, made patchouli oil. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, like, it's got yeah. that sort of transparency to it. And it is, because it's weird that, like, you would describe it as clean because you probably wouldn't think that about patchouli. Not that it's 
really grubby or whatever but i think what this does is take away and you'll probably get that from some of the other ones there is like a dank like rubbery note to patchouli which is which is too much for people who really don't like patchouli so i think revisiting this afterwards and going this is a really polite sort of thing i i'm trying to find the bloody thing that that um uh thing uh, that harry said about it he said it was like he described it as kind of like um patchouli oil but it's been like it works in the city now and it's like wearing like a sharp suit and all this kind of stuff <laughs> and he gave like a really cool little like blurb about it um and this was like ages ago i'll have to find it but anyway that and i was like yeah that's it like you know what i mean it's it's a kind of cleaned up version of patchouli so it, to me the equivalent with like a vetiver would maybe be something like vetiveral acetate so that is like something that's derived from the thing but it doesn't have uh, a lot of the the real deep like character of it but I think as far as being a useful material, clear wood is a, a massively useful material and you can use it in quite high doses. And I think you need to use it in quite high doses because it's, yeah. um, it, it really, yeah, lost um, uh, like it, it's, it's quite discreet. Um, but I think again, if you use it properly, uh, it's a hugely useful material. And especially if you don't want a really dank, uh, really full on patchouli note. Do we know any particular, perfumes that this is used in it's in cosmic incense uh gallivant naples oh, strangers you. perfumery scotch peat uh, menagildo zenia javanese patchouli uses it apparently which are uh, <laughs> javanese patchouli is a actually a decent yeah. uh, like patchouli perfume that i i uh, that i would actually oh. wear interestingly it is in uh cost of brazil aroma um, which is um, so Costa Brazil make all sorts of like uh, I think skincare and spa type products, and Aroma is their first perfume. Um, it's the one you said smelled just like a spa. Exactly. Yeah, I've yeah. got it. It comes in a little wooden box, and it smells like a spa. It smells like uh, like one of those spa diffusers, uh, and that has so a clear wood uh, in it. Um, it, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting smell. Um, it's impersonal, for God's sake. But you would, I, it definitely, I, I'm going to sound, this is going to sound really naff, but you obviously need to put other things in there, in there with it. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's not perfume I mean, on its own. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is, this there is isn't. the crucial thing to it, right? And I don't want to yeah. give away my whole, uh, you know, way that I make perfumes. I don't make perfumes at the moment, but uh, here's <gasps> a little thing, right? So you have a thing, and, and the thing is, patchouli oil is not particularly expensive um, as, a, as a material. It isn't. It's quite abundant. Um, and, you know, yes, you can get different grades and qualities and stuff. But generally speaking, it ain't, it ain't the, you know, it's not the material that's going to, like, you know, break, break the bank or whatever. And the thing is, when you have materials like this that have the character and all the thing of it, uh, and, you, and there's no real, like, restriction on using it and stuff like that, you can use that to extend out maybe a really mm. nice patchouli oil that you then use to make your patchouli accord. So mm. using things like this are really mm. good when you find a really great material that you can go, oh, I can use like quite a lot of this and I can extend out another material that I don't want to necessarily use a lot of, uh, then it's really useful. Like What I find fascinating about um, like Clearwood and all, all aroma chemicals um, – They'd smell like everything and nothing. Mm. Like they have a very particular, like 
pinpoint like uh, like if you have a scale like for example if you visualize a perfume and and you 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 you, you put it into a, a sort of scale like it, it pinpoints a very particular frequency on that scale but nothing else and it's really weird to smell them by mm. themselves because you can smell the nothing almost it's like you know it's like it's dead air do you know what i mean or it's like it, it's 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 almost impossible because I, I think sort I'm of know what you mean really when you st- way, but yeah. then that is so it's like putting the varnish over a, over a picture but... in terms of there's you're bringing out the colours with a non-colour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. They're weird. They're they're just I, I don't know. They're they're very interesting things. It, it reminds me a little bit of um the, the all of the, you know that the really famous like Woody family of uh, Roma Chemicals. Um, you know, like Ted M. Like Isoe Super. Uh, yeah. Isoe Super Gamma. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like the, that, that, that family of aroma chemicals is very similar as well in that it's like everything and nothing. But I don't know if that's just a bit abstract. So perhaps, yeah, let's move on. Terrasol. So go on, Fliss. What, what do you like about Terrasol? Well, I would say I don't, I wouldn't wear it as a perfume, obviously. But there's a kind of quite a stringent, almost yeah. minty feel at the top, and then the bottom smells just like damp earth. It smells what I would call yeah. a jasmine. If I smelt this, I'd go, "Oh, there's jasmine," but it's not jasmine, obviously. You get mushrooms um, from it at all? But that, so, yeah, that really um, sort of like not just damp, but slightly rotting feel, um, wet the, the the floor of a forest <laughs> after the rain. But the thing that sets it apart from the Jasmin is this very astringent top note. It is almost which is minty. Almost minty right. I, 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 I want to say menthol. Uh, yeah. To me, this is, this is very menthol-y. Very um, good, guys. Very good. You've it's all, rather you've lovely. Hit, you've, hit on, you've hit on every <laughs> facet of this material. Well, Are we allowed you know, to be no, a I'm, podcasters? I'm just praising you. I'm not, you know, not patronising you. I'm just, I'm praising how brilliant <laughs> yeah. that, that is. No, no, no. You've I'm... basically touched on, on everything. And that, that whole thing of, you know, the, 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 the damp soil after the rain and, uh, you know, all, all that kind of thing. And the, the jasmine. Now, jasmine to me is much more brutally strong than this, right? And, yeah. and, and really does have to be used deftly. This, right? So I smelled this. I was like, I've never heard of Terrasol before. Uh, what is Terrasol, right? And I smelled it and I went, oh, it smells like uh, ethyl fenchel, right? Which is a kind of, they don't, I don't think they use it as much anymore, but there's like uh, something called uh, mushroom alcohol. Uh, and then there's like various different uh, fenchels and like, you know, different numbers and shit. I, I don't like fully know, but I think it's two ethyl fenchel is the one that, that I've got. It is, it is two ethyl fenchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the so, same. Yeah. So it says here that it's a different name. Yeah, so Terrasol is a brand name. Yeah. So you've got to bear in mind when you smell yes. all these chemicals that they have various different chemical names. Uh, and they also have, just based on the fact that probably the full chemical name is so fucking long that they pick bits out of it to be, oh, it's also known as this, or it's known as this, or whatever. Uh, and also they have the brand name. So, you know, uh, various different companies might have their, you know, their, their their brand name or whatever. So, yeah, Terrasol. I mean, I, I I love it. I'm not necessarily mad about perfumes like this. I think, I think Ben, I mean, do you not love this, Ben, this smell? 
Yeah, and it reminds me a little of Amouage Figment. Yes, uh, fig- figment totally. Um, Amouage Figment, yeah. there's a couple of Christopher Broses that really smell like this. Um, it's quite sweaty. It reminds me a little like of like a fresh, sweaty like T-shirt or something. It's got like this... Yeah, like I, I don't know if it's like the, the minty kind of sourness, but it's got like, I don't know, a bit of a kind of sweat, but not in a BO way or like... A, you the, know, a, the longer a it dries on my strip, it. the more that kind of wet earth geosamine thing that I'm smelling is has going and I'm left with a stronger and stronger menthol uh-huh. top. But also bear, bear in mind that we're, Which is we're interesting. smelling, you know, some, some, some straight chemicals here. I know they're not neat. They are actually... Yeah. I mean, that is in... Straight up chemical action. Well, you know, I, I mean, like like you're saying, it's mm. very specific, but it's also... And you, you can get sort of fatigued from that. So it's good to, like, put the strip down, maybe, like, wait for a minute and then come back to it and you'll go, oh, right, okay, maybe it's changed. Maybe it hasn't. But he I, I did ask me, like, do you want me to put that? I said, put them in typical use concentrations, right? So there's no point in sending us, like, raw mm. stuff... Because that is not typically what you would be evaluating your materials using. So this is at 5%. Uh, and it's pretty strong, isn't it? Uh, I mean, when you compare it to the clearwood, uh, mm. you know, if you go back and sniff the clearwood now, you can't even fucking, you oh, go, oh, right, like, I have to really, yeah. So Barely smell um, it at all. Yeah, but like... Uh, but yeah. clearwood, clearwood definitely, um, by contrast, uh, absolutely does smell woodier. Um, it's it's drier. It yeah. I mean it. It's the it's it's considerably less patchouli like than the Terrasol one. I would say. Would you Would you say so? Yeah. Terrasol's definitely got a sort of um, mildewy uh, like uh, laundry room. But, I mean, if you've ever lived um, in a rented house, you probably know this but smell. Th- this is the, the uh, thing that I can smell, and I think that. My friend who I sent the patchouli antique it has that that mouldy feel to it. In some, but I mean, obviously, in patchouli antique, it's very, very minimal. But that mouldy. Someone was telling me I, I met someone who collected wine a while ago, and they were telling me about how all the different notes. And we got talking about notes because obviously it's quite similar in some ways, and they were saying that in a good wine, there is something. They, there's a thing called le rot, which is the rot, which is when a wine goes bad. But there are certain f- types of the beginnings of those rots that actually add to something. So like, like, like in a perfume, you could do something very, very pretty, but if you put a bit of BO in it, suddenly it becomes more. And I feel like this terrasol is almost like that. But for patchouli, where there is those, if you just... I'm not explaining myself very well, but I feel like this is like the the wine equivalent. A little bit of rot. A little bit of rot, a little bit of dirty, a little bit it's of... that little bit of filth. <gasps> underneath. Um, a where, little where, bit of filth, I yeah. I forget what it was we were talking about, but uh, there was definitely an episode where we, we were talking about that concept of having just a little bit of filth in, in something. Um, mm. you know, something mm. that, that is, is just slightly out of place. Uh, just that that um, yeah. Oh, I, it was James. It was it was. I oh, forget. Fucking old. My brain is absolute mush now. But I, I feel confident, uh, James. It was some 
something somewhere. Maybe it was Frederick Mao. Right. It was you, you were talking about Frederick Mao saying it was uh, something to do with like the little bit of disgustingness or filth or something in a perfume is what make it. Oh, we did a whole um, episode about that, didn't we? And Frederick he, Mao. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, there's some quote. Yeah, there's some quote from it. Mal yeah. saying exactly. Yeah. See, I'm not ima- I'm not imagining it. <laughs> Good. Right. Okay. Well, look. Let's let's keep moving because I feel like I'd like to get them all tested yeah. and then come uh, back through them. I'd say I'd say that this next one. So this is the patchouli crude, which is from Sulawesi, which is crude. an island uh, in uh, Indonesia, um, and. This, again, I'm just assuming this is a crude patchouli oil. Now, there is, um, uh, Givardin have got a page on uh, Sulawesi and the uh, sustainable patchouli production there. Um, I would say this is more characteristically patchouli and hardly surprising. It's the first real patchouli oil that we've tried. Uh, And what do you think? Is that more characteristic of what you would think a patchouli oil smells like yeah definitely this smells almost like an essential oil to me yeah okay well well so i'm i'm now confused i mean like i'm i'm always fucking confused but um so i made this big song and dance about how that kind of patchouli oil head shop sort of like tent at glastonbury vibe i i really don't like it this is exactly that <laughs> to me, and yet I really like this. It's, I think this smells fucking brilliant, gorgeous, isn't it? Mm. Do, do, it reminds me a little bit of Cipriol. It's got that sort of brownness to it that Cipriol has. Um, that it's uh, slightly earthy, quite grainy chunkiness. Mm. Does anyone get a slight? If you're familiar with oud oils. Do you get a little oody mm. thing to it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I could go with that. Mm. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Mm. It's really nice, but it's, it's, it's... I think it's quite bright as well. You can see it in the synthetic um, oud accords, can't you? That you especially the, like the... Those kind of like cheaper Arab Emirates, uh, like uh, knockoff perfumes that you get on eBay and that, that have supposedly got oud in, which are obviously yeah. like synthetic. Mm. It's, and I, I feel it's like kind of sweet, of that in it. but you get a little bit of the barnyard. If you just, if you just kind of get past that a little bit, mm. you just get this little glimpse of like slightly, yeah, like what you describe as that kind of like, yeah, like a barnyardy kind of vibe. So, so I'm I'm used to smelling. This is going to sound stupid, but but I'm the smell that I think I'm used to smelling this in tends to be paired with a nude, but also has almost a sort of chlorinated kind of uh, feel to it, um, almost like uh, uh, you know they've sort of extracted this somehow using. A, a chlorine bleaching agent or something um but this noticeably doesn't have that it's almost like the sort of the noise has been removed from so i've smelt this before but in a noisy sort of environment and and all that noise is now gone and it just smells absolutely fucking lovely well glad i'd see there you go you'd mm. have these sort of epiphanies where you're like 
actually I do like really like tuna because it's one of those it's quite a I don't know like a sort of there's something like visceral about it It smells like earth it smells like kind of being outside and you know uh as it's kind of sort of drying down on my strip now I can it's smelling more earthy to me as well oh I love this I absolutely love this it's really good and and he sent like a load of it, so I assume this is cheap as chips, or like he's now our fucking benefactor. <laughs> well, it's why it's one well, or it's the di- other. It's diluted. It's twenty percent uh, yeah. in in ethanol, but um, I think like like I say, the patchouli oil is like reasonably okay priced. Do you know what I mean? Because because it's so mm. uh, abundant and like you know it's used uh, quite a lot. Um, you know, you can you can get hold of it, you know, reasonable, like good quality and, and whatever. And there's all these places that uh that produce it. Um and yeah, I mean that is a particularly you know, that's a nice material, you know. I, I would definitely uh use that um in a in a perfume. Uh I think it's lovely. So uh mm. yeah. So to to counter this uh, should we check out patchouli cur next or cur? Because I love a perfume that this is definitely used in in big amounts, and I know that everyone hates patchouli it. Patchouli cur ah. means heart. Right? Yeah. Uh, tell me the first perfume you can think of when you smell this, because I, I know that we've all smelt it, and I know that we all fucking well, hate it. Well, I mean, we all hate it. Yes, yeah. all hate it. Yeah, yeah. Surge off birdie. Oh, I don't know, Birdie. Ah, well, it's this rubbery patchouli that is basically this. Hmm. Hmm. This is this. You know, you're not well, getting. I can't that. remember Birdie well enough. I just remember I hated it. But, but, but uh. this is <laughs> this is very much that wet patchouli that 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 I associate with kind of like you know uh, soggy green earthy to perfumery i i can imagine it is used in birdie because it smells like a fucking golf course it's the fucking worst it's, it's, it, this is everything i hate about patchouli that soggy dank mm. deep green I don't slightly like rubberized vomit inducing <laughs> scum fest but it, it's weird because it is a bit like it is a bit like the patchouli crude but just like I mean, because these are all like sort of slightly different faces of the same kind of shape, right? But this, this is, is just... slimier, though. Yeah, yeah. So in theory, this uh, patchouli cur is obtained after traditional patchouli essential oil has undergone rectification. So uh, they've they've. Is that where they shove <laughs> up your ass? Is that what, <laughs> what they, you you want them to? Um, it's been basically cleaned or washed again. Correct. Um, so heart, the and name heart yeah. usually implies that it's some sort of rectified um, oil. Um, and again, does it lose something, or does it does it does it gain something as a does. perfumery material? Because that's why there's so many of these materials, right? It's not like one's better than the other, or oh, I like this in a perfume. I would say this so far, right? And I've I, I, a bit, little bit like biased because I have used this material before. Um, that this is this is from a producer called uh, Albert Viel. 
Um, and it's very commonly, mm. I mean, the, the materials from them are fantastic quality uh, and you you know what you're getting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you're getting stuff from there. And the thing is about, about this is that if you want a very specific vibe of patchouli without some of the other stuff that you don't want, uh, then you probably wouldn't use the crude. If you don't want, there's a kind of heaviness to the crude, if you like, whereas this is a bit more focused. Whether it's focused in a direction that you like, particularly, that's not like, that's neither here nor there. It's, you know. It almost smells to me slightly more cedary. There's a, it's much, much woodier. Uh, yeah, much woodier. And it almost smells slightly like the po- a polished sure. wood floor. That, to me, and all of that, yeah, all of that dampness. It's slightly sort of woodshop vibes as well. Like um, mm. that sort of smoky, so, burnt cedar. So, so, for, I was just comparing the patchouli cur to the clear wood. And, for me, the clear, the clear wood is like almost like so. The patchouli cur has this kind of huge kind of range to it, but the clear wood is almost like you've just kind of chopped off the upper and lower elements of the range and just pulled out the fucking clean woody aspect from the middle of of the patchouli cur. I I can sort of almost smell clear wood somewhere inside the patchouli cur, it does if that makes it any does. fucking sense at all yeah no the, the patchouli cur does to me really nail that head shop vibe and and it's 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 much deeper and more vegetal yeah. for me than the crude and it's it's definitely heading into the territory that i don't like patchouli uh, I, it's danker isn't it and slimier I, I, I think out of the two of them, um, certainly for sort of clarity, uh, then you would uh, probably the the the, the clear wood and the patchouli cur are probably the more useful materials. Just from from immediately from my point of view, I think if you had very specific uh, a very specific sort of um, brief or project in mind where you wanted more of that uh, jasmine type. Uh, mushroomy kind of smell. Obviously, you'd, you'd uh, incorporate some of the the terrasol, but I think like the the patchouli crude really is for like uh, uh, you know a, a patchouli centric perfume, perhaps. Uh, whereas these would be more you'd use them as a, a a sort of note or or something to give that effect, like I was talking about, where you get the patchouli but you don't get any of that mm. rubbery. Um, uh, the sort of wetness or what, whatever you the, the, like, I say they're all useful for different aspects of of perfumery, and it's interesting to smell them. But there, there's a context here that we're kind of maybe slightly missing, just because we're not blending perfumes and we don't, you know, mm. routinely make perfumes. But of course, it's still interesting to to smell mm. them in in isolation. So the the crude and the curd, there is obviously some. S- there's some similarity there. So, um, so first, yeah, uh, I, I, I see the cur and the crude are sort of slightly overlapping circles, whereas the clear wood and the cur, are, it's like a Russian doll. The clear wood is somewhere inside the the uh, the cur, um, but the crude, it, it still has this sort of slightly 
transparent kind of um i don't know glassy sort of feel to it i i I really like it. I, I'm mm. very surprised by how overtly patchouli it is yeah. and how much I like it. So I'm just reading a little thing here and it says that um, patchouli curd is um, commonly used in things like Antaeus, Kuros, uh, Yatagan by Caron. So anything that's also, it's, in of, it's often used, it's often beefed up with a, castor morosivity note apparently mm-hmm. just reading it, yeah i mean it's sweeter but it also has a sort of like musky boe there's much less there isn't there so 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 really you you're smelling like oils or uh things that are kind of pared down versions of of, of an oil whereas this uh i believe is is just a molecule um which you know it, it you can um. immediately sort of go it's not one dimensional because it's still got like you know facets of of stuff, but it's like immediately you're kind of like it's not as it's not as it's not as uh, three dimensional as 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 the others. I don't think mildly pissy might just be me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking pissy, but it smells like a a not particularly filthy armpit. It doesn't stink like a fucking horrible armpit, but like sort of clean but undeodorized armpit. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit... Um, I smell more in this uh, like a, a sort of camphorous um, note, which again is sort of alluded to in um, uh, in the clear wood. Like, you know, that slightly Ooh. like minty. Again, it's got a top note, but it's sweeter in this. It's interesting, isn't it? But then, but then again, I can imagine that this, in, you know, a fairly bland floral, would just turn it enough to make you go. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a little hook in there that's that slightly not quite right, dirty. I mean, you wouldn't want a you wouldn't want like a single molecule perfume like this. Like you, they wouldn't make like molecule gazer Schoen wouldn't like chuck out patchouli in den would he like in the same way as he does with molecule one because you wouldn't want to smell like this but i can imagine it in something just yeah. giving something again a bit if of you a, didn't want that you know, full body of the patchouli and you're like i don't want to stick patchouli oil in here one because there'll be a certain threshold where it, you know i have to put it in so you can't smell it can't smell it then it's too much and it it it, it, it might flatten other things or give the thing whereas this because it's just that one frequency, if you like, let's, you know, use that analogy. You're just picking mm. that out slightly. And like you say, it just gives it this camphorous, slightly toppy, but again, it's got this slightly dirty like thing to it. So again, another useful uh, material, but this is very much pinpoint accuracy now. We're not talking about just, oh, we're, we're going for a big patchouli vibe. We're going to put loads of like, uh, you know, really sort of complex stuff like the crude or, or you know, some of the kind of, uh, you know, um, pairing of the uh, the oils. We're going to use this this really accurate like molecule uh, to just give it this this very particular quality. Ben, you're looking super pensive. There's nothing about these that have changed my opinion on patchouli. I think oh, really? terrasol, I'm kind of into. 
Um, but the others, I feel like I haven't had that revelation that you've had, for example, of like, oh, actually, you know, I yeah, like I'm, this. I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm an absolute novice, mate. So, I, to me, I, I, I have just... revelations every twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just smell them, and I feel like, yeah, it's what I was expecting, like sort of dank green nastiness. There, I mean, there are facets of all of them. I think that I enjoy more than I was expecting. Maybe like that earthy vibe to him and that and the the cur had that slightly smoked kind of cedary vibe that Fliss was mm. mentioning. But generally speaking, like yeah, they're all just heavy mid kind of at the the big mid band uh green and and that that just does nothing to me. Um mm. I, I I like the Terrasol though. Terrasol I like that kind of really wet earth uh, Amouage Figment, I love, and and that mm. definitely has that Josmany uh, um, kind of vibe to yeah. it, and I, and I feel like it stands out from all the others as well. All the others smell something of a something, whereas Terrasol doesn't really smell like the rest of them. Yeah, Terrasol still smells mentholy to me on on the mm. strip, uh, which is surprising. But the, the thing, and I'm, I'm struggling obviously to to condense this into a halfway coherent set of words but um i think i haven't changed my view that i don't desperately want patchouli in my perfumes um but i i very much enjoy some of these uh materials so uh, i can i mean particularly patchouli crude there's something mm. very very evocative to me about kind of uh you know uh, 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 a holiday somewhere, you know. Um, it, it's it's just got that whole fucking um thing going on. Uh, do you know? know I, I really like it. Do you know I what's don't interesting? Think I'd wear it right? as a perfume. I'm really glad mm. that we've smelled them in mm. this order because we've got one more to go, and I'd be interested to now mm. smell smell that one and get, <laughs> see what you think in comparison. Now, really, a fair uh, comparison here. Forget some of the other materials. Let's kind of just directly compare this with the crude to to begin with. This is the one labelled patchouli. Correct. E-O Do you bad. think it's bad compared to the crude? I don't know. I, it might just be. I don't know whether these are different concentrations or. or oh, but so I'm having to dig a bit deeper in this well, to to smell it. So this yeah. is a patchouli yeah. essential but they're oil, both, isn't um, it? I mean, they're, they're both natural oils at twenty percent in uh, in ethanol. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're comparatively the same thing, but from different sources. Um, I don't know what you know. I'm assuming that it's just you know essential oil that's like steam distilled or whatever. Uh, I don't know what the patchouli crude. I mean, I'm assuming it's the same. Um, but again, crude just means it hasn't had any treatment. Uh, whereas some of these, are obviously, you know, the um, the terrasol and the indine are molecules, and the clearwood is, uh, you know, a refinement of patchouli oil, and the cur is the same as well. So they're kind of, it's kind of cool. We've got two of the same thing, and then we've got two molecules, uh, and then we've got two oils. Um, so the direct comparison between these two. Immediately, I prefer the crude, <laughs> right? But I know that this... Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah the crude on. smells... You know, the crude just smells <laughs> yeah. better in every respect. 
Mm. Cleaner, brighter, dirtier. Like yeah. All of the facets are more, whereas this just is, it, it's a bit flat in comparison now. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So I, I smelled this to begin with because it was the first thing that I smelled and went, oh, yeah, that's, you know, patchouli oil that I've used before. That's, a, uh, you know, the typical uh, patchouli that I've I've bought before and used, right? And I thought, yeah, you know, it smells okay. But when you've gone through the journey and you actually smell something that's really good and then you return back to that, you go, oh, my God, this is shit, <laughs> right? Because um, I wasn't prepared to say it was shit to begin with because I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, it's patchouli. But this is about, like, training your nose. This is about smelling different materials and understanding the difference between them. And even when you return back to it, you could go, oh, yeah, that's not the shit one. And then you have to make have to go on that little journey again and go, oh, yeah, that's the good one or, what you, you know, whatever. And this is because there's, A, there's the quality of the leaves in terms of when they're harvested. So that the patchouli plant, from what I was reading, has about three harvests before a year the first one is the best one because it's got the youngest leaves um and and i think the patchouli plant itself only lasts a short number of years as well before they have to start all over again so you've got the quality of the leaves that affect it then you've got whether or not it's been steam distilled or fractionally distillated or you know there's a number of different processes for extracting that oil and then you've got a second a third thing which is then how they deal with that oil, is it clean or not? Apparently, um, IFA have been getting involved with some of the patchouli dudes in Indonesia and giving them just better uh, things to do the distillation in. So they were previously using lots of like plastic buckets and stuff, which is affecting the smell. And they're yeah. like, being sponsored to, to you know, give them better uh, refraction techniques. Um, sure. And then what? you can rewash the leaves again and steam distill the leaves, apparently, once they've already even been gone through once. And then you get right. like a a watery, less exciting thing that you can still use, but that's maybe not perfume ready. Well, I'm assuming that different um, uh, growing conditions uh, yeah. affect, affect the uh, essential oil production. So obviously, you know, you have a richer sort of nutrients and things in the soil you get better uh, essential oil. Um, I, I'm tempted, pH as well, actually. Apparently. pH, there you go. Yeah, all these things that, you know, you, you can get really dialed in. I mean, I'm tempted to grow some patchouli just to see, one, how much you can yield from an amount of it. Uh, I believe you can grow it, even though it's mm. grown in, like, exotic places. It doesn't, it's not a direct sunlight kind of thing. You can kind of keep it sort of half in the shade or whatever. Um, so, like, I, I'm really tempted to grow it because... One, I want to smell it like as it's grown because I believe it probably is like you go near the plant and you can smell it. Um, Apparently and not just... until it's been um, dried for at least two weeks and then they have oh, to really? cure the leaves again for maybe up to another three, between three to six le- weeks. Oh, wow. Well, there you and go. And that's when they um, then, uh, yeah, sort Start to smell. Yeah. Start to smell. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, because well, apparently, I, I, as well, I've just been reading in this little book about patchouli, uh, <laughs> Islanders. It's the the um, the a lot of the islands in Indonesia are being really badly affected by climate change. Um, sure. Or yeah, and it's been affecting the drying, how dry they can get the leaves, apparently, and also how how much they can grow at any given time, because right, it's a right. lot wetter and stuff. 
Well, there you go. That could be what might affect the the price now, uh, whether you can get, like like I say, the sustainability aspect of it, the places where it was traditionally grown, uh, like you say, climate change uh, uh, affecting those. So, yeah, I mean, the price of it could could have gone up. Like I say, I don't um, routinely uh, buy perfumery materials, unfortunately, anymore. So I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean... um, what was I going to say? So yeah, but I think that kind of idea. So there's a there's a brand uh, that I uh, they've got a perfume called uh, they're called Parterre, uh, which means like walled garden or something. Does it? Oh, you know, it's yeah. like one of those Parterre gardens. They the ones uh, that did River Run. Yeah, they've done. Uh, they they always grow one material uh, that they use in the perfume. So their carrot seed uh, oil, uh, they grow uh, vetiver. So they grow it, I'm assuming, in polytunnels or whatever. Uh, and so so the, all these things you could, and they're, they're obviously in, I think they're on the south coast somewhere, the British um, brand. Um, and I love that idea. You know, that is the ultimate sustainability. And that's something that, like, people should be, like, prepared to pay for. I know, you know, yeah, we should be supporting places that have traditionally grown these things or whatever but i really like that idea of can we dial in you know uh, the 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 growing techniques can we get like the ultimate sort of patchouli oil that we don't that that we could we could be sort of self-sufficient as a as a brand to produce i really like the the idea of that um which is why you know i'd be the problem is the amount of yield that you can get from a plant do you know what i mean like i couldn't practically grow probably enough stuff to to sustain a brand Um, but Mm. it's a nice romantic idea to have do do, do you know what i mean Mm. so it says here that well this is in kilos but uh 150 kilograms of dried leaves produces about three kilograms of essential oil under this improved distillation technique that iff um have been helping the farmers with right there is a very expensive distillation technique which yields about 95 percent so 100 kilograms of essential oil oh but this is about molecular distillation no ignore me ignore me ignore me so this is about the re-cleaning oh it's complicated isn't it you know that all of these different techniques would change the smell of something so much that's what's been really interesting to me so i think is that it's not just the smell that i thought it was there's a lot of other things in there. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Uh, well, I'm in the same similar sort of thing. This idea of the smell that I thought it was, mm. um, and and I think, um, I mean, there's clearly a lot of diversity here, um, with the benefit of kind of having gone through them all. The only ones that smell like I thought patchouli smelt are mm-hmm. the crude, the cur, and the uh, EO, the essential oil one. Um, the indine, the clearwood, and the terrasol don't really smell like what I would have thought patchouli smells like. They smell yeah. like, yeah, I probably uh, understand how these are used in other perfumes and and I, I can sort of believe it. The, the the one that baffles me most is the use of clearwood. 
in Percival by Parfums de Mali. Um, and Percival is like this kind of straight up aromatic kind of uh, almost blue, this sort of Abercrombie and Fitch fierce kind of uh, uh, thing. And, mm, and yeah. the, the use of clear wood in there just seems to be, I mean, when I smell the, the material like this without the, the noise of the other notes, just it seems so peculiar that this would be in that perfume. But yeah, I, you know, I can sort of believe it, but it, I guess this, this goes more to the art of kind of combining things and, and, and creating a scent profile out of the bits. You know, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. known it was there. I, I bet, to be honest, if you see almost any perfume, um, like... Uh, it, uh, formula. Formula. You you would probably find almost every, every, like, like a whole ton of in almost every perfume of things you think, I can't believe that's in there because you use so many ingredients in perfumery just to bolster mm. certain other things. And, 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 and so you... you you rarely can actually smell like, like, so for example, the clear wood, you wouldn't actually smell the clear wood. It's there to bolster something else entirely. Like quite often civet is used in stuff and people go, Oh, like they, 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 they kind of recoil at the idea of this animalic civet. But in fact, it's just used like to make a floral smell sort of beefier and stronger and have a more of a kind of depth to its heart, if you like. And, and, and you don't, you don't notice any animalic or, you know, typically civet kind of uh, uh vibes to it it's just it's just there to bolster mm. something else uh it's, it's, I, the, the really po- oh, I was gonna say, it's around. quite interesting to me now having smelt these i'm kind of frustrated by the fragrantica that it's just notes and i want i want to know more about what's in all the different p- perfumes now because i would love it if it could give me a list of you know what which which perfumes have got patchouli curry, or which uh, perfumes have got terrasol in? I think that now is interesting to me. Um, so, uh, I mean, I just want to sum up very quickly on the patchouli stuff. I am, uh, I am basically happy that I've smelled all of these. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it was great to smell the sort of diversity of the materials. Uh, only about half of them actually smelt like what I'd expect patchouli to smell like. And uh, for me, the absolute hands-down winner is the crude. Um, I I don't think I'd ever want it in a perfume, but it smells fucking beautiful. It smells like a sort of uh, a, a Balinese hut on a beach uh, uh, mm. during a thunderstorm. <coughs> I, 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 am, I am down for it. Um, the... Uh, Indeen definitely smells like armpit. It smells more and more like armpit the longer it sits on that strip, I'm afraid. I don't think I would want that anywhere really near does. anything. Yeah. It smells not, like your grand's armpit. You know, there's kind of um when they wear like smells like uh, your grand's armpit. <laughs> synthetic <laughs> material. You know when when someone's had an armpit that's already been in like a synthetic material, there's a different smell. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but I'm going to humour you and say and if yeah. You were, if you were, if you were non-natural materials, if you were like a, like, 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 like a. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, like, like, like the PVC suit. <laughs> no, I meant more like your gran in crimpoline. <laughs> um, okay, so look, um, it's been a hoot uh, once again. Thanks to Harry Sherwood. Um, Harry, you're an absolute legend. Really appreciate that. 
Um, and uh, I, I don't know whether Harry ships beyond the uh, UK borders, but Artificent is his uh, site, and you should check that the fuck out. Um, or just contact we'll him. We'll put a link yeah. to it in the... Um, we'll put a link of course to it we will. Yeah. And con- contact him, because uh, I think the website is being currently uh, revamped. So uh, if you, you can contact him directly on, um, uh, like, uh, Instagram or whatever, and I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll sort you out. Yeah, sounds good like a motherfucker. Okay, um, it has been a hoot. Uh, we have, as always, been uh, Les Odrants, and we will catch you in two weeks' time where we'll be back with another riveting debate about armpits uh, and uh, the different uh, clothing required to imbue the armpits with different scents. Uh, thank you very much, <laughs> Fliss. Uh, we'll catch you next time on Les Odrants. Bye! Serious face, serious face. Right. Hello, and... <laughs> oh, you haven't got your... You, you haven't got your screen off. I've got my screen, I've got to wipe my screen. You need it right. like Nasamato wipe clean vinyl. <laughs>